1: You're listening to the Zinger Nation Power Hour, where we give you the rundown on the hottest trades and stock ideas. For the best experience and most up-to-date information, tune in live on the Benzinga YouTube channel weekdays at noon. Thanks, and enjoy the show.
2: All right, all right, guys. We have, as always, a jam-packed day today. I'm going to start the today off the way that I start every single day, uh, which is reminding you guys of the point of the show. The reason why we're spending this time together, these, these 60, 90, 120 minutes, because we want this to be the best trade idea resource out there that's what we're going for if if we're not bringing the ideas guys call us out in the chat let us know because we want to be delivering for you And, and of course ideas will not just come from myself come from jason but but come out of zinger nation that's all of you out there in the chat in the community hanging out with us every single day and i'm going to ask you guys share this stream like this stream we want to get the viewer counts up we want to make zinger nation bigger the more people we have in here the more ideas that we have going so so, so that's the deal there, guys. Um, for today, I've got a ton, a ton, a ton of stocks to talk about up front. So, so we'll be doing that. We, we will, of course, be doing a chat challenge. So that's where Zinger Nation is going head to head to head to head and trying to figure out who in the chat should be listening to, who can bring the ideas, the question of the week this week. So start thinking about it early. The question of the week this week is going to be, uh, what is the best performing stock of the week going to be? It's been a while since we said open floor. We're just picking the best stock. So, so we will be doing that. The winner is going to get whatever they want out of uh, swag.benzinga.com. So, so, so that's the deal there. And then we have three guests joining us today. So so at 1230, we're going to have Nick uh, from, from Bull Market Finder. Uh, at 1 o'clock, we're going to be bringing Meet Kevin on, huge YouTube channel. So Meet Kevin is going to be coming on. Uh, and then at one thirty, a favorite of the chat, one of our deep value investors, Tom Nash, is going to be joining us up at 1.30, guys. So so that is, is the deal there. Um, you know, shout, shout out to everybody hanging out with us here on Zinger Nation. I, I, I do like warming up and, and getting us going with a couple of the user calls. Is that something that we're, that we're ready to do, Producer Rohan? Not yet. All right, I, I got a not yet on the calls from Zinger Nation, but hey, we'll we'll, we'll take some calls in as well. Um, but all right, guys, drop drop me any stocks that we should be looking at today too. Uh, put put them in the chat there. I've got a laundry list, so so I'm hoping that we'll have time to get through them. But but there are some good ones. So let's see: FRX, uh, FSR, EBIX. See somebody's talking about about Planet Planet Fitness. I closed that one. I'm, I'm out. We, we we bailed on it uh, on Friday, as discussed. Um, but all right, let, let's just start ripping it. I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to put Benzinga Pro up here. I'm going to give you guys some updates on the live portfolio. Again, the live portfolio, it's my real interactive broker's account that we look at every single day. We're not just talking about these stocks. We're actually buying them, trading them live on the show you're not going to get that from anywhere else. Um, so so I've got uh, uh, updates on a handful of stocks that we track, we own, we talk about on this show, Opco Health. That's an interesting one. Um, uh, and then I actually have a new trade for you guys too. Uh, I'm going to be, but before we bring our, our guest on, I'm, I'm going to be hitting a new trade. Luke's been keeping the Monster Energy Drink stock alive. Yes, that is absolutely true. But all right, let, let's start off with, Let's do Torch as the first one, T-R-C-H. I'm gonna put it up on the chart here. Uh, if you guys are in Torch, then then you know that the thing is ripping today. Here's a one-year chart. Let's go back Here's Here's a five-day chart. Stock's still down off of the highs. Uh, we, we got a really nice run today on, on Torch TRCH uh, after Hugh, who pitches the stock on the show originally, uh, gave an update on his podcast, Penny's Going in Raw. Basically, there was a negative article that came out of Seeking Alpha. He went on, he refuted that article, um, You know, said why, and that's driving some energy into the stock. Uh, if, if any of you guys are in uh, uh, Torch, make sure you, you subscribe to their podcast. Again, it's, it's called Penny's Going In Raw. Pro- Producer AB will drop that in the chat for you guys so you have the link. Um, but he's consistently been giving updates on the stock in that podcast, and it's become a catalyst. where We see today he gave an update on the stock. He, he did some more diligence, sh- shared some of his thoughts with that and that negative report that came out of it, and, and now you've, you've got the stock popping 16%, 17% right here. Um, so, so there's the Torch update uh that that's one that we own uh another one that that uh hims h-i-m-s i listened to an interview with the ceo that came out yesterday um, also out of the podcast, uh, a couple of interesting things that I want to point out on him's this this is a stock that we're in from maybe 23, 24, somewhere in there. So, so we are down a decent bit on it. I did trim all SPAC positions and post SPAC positions, uh, because we've been getting hammered on some of the ones that we're in, but but we still do own a chunk of the stock. Uh, a, c- a couple of interesting things from the him CEO that that might make waves later this week. Um, is he jumped on the anti Robin Hood bandwagon? You know, uh, bandwagon did suspend trading in Hims for for a little bit. He he jumped on there, so so that might get a little bit of play. Um, the the other thing, the other point that he made is, is that you know the the business could flip profitable at any moment here, but but they've got eleven different categories of products. Again, this is our telemedicine stock, but they've got eleven different categories of products that they could be getting into. Um, and and so he he made a really compelling point as to Hey, you know, we've been growing revenue 100% a year. We grew it 70% last year. That revenue growth is going to keep up. So, so reading between the lines a little bit, um, he, he was very bullish on it. Does Kathy Wood still own HIMSS? I, I believe so. If somebody in, in, in Zinger Nation can confirm that, uh, I believe Kathy Wood still does have that HIMSS position on there. Um, so, So, there's our update there. Uh, let's see, let's, let's just keep running down the list of ideas, uh, Voyager Digital, let, let's do that one, uh, uh, VYGVF, so, so check this out, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna point out Riot Blockchain down five, uh, wow, 9% now, uh, Mara, another crypto stock down 9%, SOS, another hot crypto stock down 8%, uh, if we look at our Voyager Digital, VYGVF, I don't have a chart to pull up, unfortunately. Actually, up 4%. Today, it's the only crypto stock that I'm aware of that's up 4%. I, I, I did a deep dive on this stock over the weekend. Um, it, it, and basically, I, I want to walk you guys through it. It's a stock that we've talked about for a while. And you guys can see my average price here. You can see where the stock is trading at now. So, I mean, it's it's been a huge winner on it. Um, but 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 let's go through... The uh uh let, let's basically go through the uh the case that I made. I, I basically made made a long case for this stock. So so if you're not familiar with Voyager Digital, basically what they are is they're a crypto brokerage. They're 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 distinctly different from an exchange in that they're a brokerage which connects their users to 12 different exchanges. So it's for individual investors like you and I who, who want to buy, sell, trade crypto. Uh, you know, they connect us to, to 12 different exchanges and their trading is commission free. The way that Voyager makes money is when they can fill a trade for for a better price that, than what they quoted you. So, so the example that I had here, this didn't really age well. Bitcoin was fifty seven thousand at the time on on Saturday night. Um, but 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 basically, if uh, oops, let me go back. Uh, but but basically, if um, uh, if. You know, they they quote you a price for Bitcoin at fifty seven thousand. They fill it at fifty six nine nine seven, right? So that's th- they they filled the trade three dollars better than what they had quoted you. Uh, they take part in some profit sharing there. So 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 that's the way that that the stock makes money is you know they they uh, uh, try to give fill you at a better price than what they offer. Um, and, and they take a percentage of, of that cost savings. Um, with, with that, they, they offer 55 different digital assets. It's more than Coinbase, more than Kraken, more than Gemini, more than pretty much all the exchanges out there. Um, so, so it's interesting. But, but, but let's dig into the numbers because here's what I think is interesting with this thing. And I'm, uh, I'll have the text up on the screen, but I'll, I'll walk through it in a little bit more of a straightforward way. But 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 basically, the the company announced they've been giving us a nice trickle of information. the the the, the company announced in January that they did eight and a half million dollars of revenue. Then in the first four days of February, they did two and a half million dollars of revenue. Okay, it, for for the entirety of Q four, they they did something like I don't know what was it. I've got the number in here. Something like 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 three hundred thousand or or something along those lines. So. Okay, no, they, they did three and a half million in in Q four. They did three hundred thousand for the same quarter last year. So 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 we know that they did at least eight and a half million dollars of revenue in January, two and a half million dollars in the first four days of February, and and check this out that I spotted on their investor presentation, uh, they've processed one million trades through February fifteenth. So, so, so we know that they made two and a half million dollars in those first four days of February, and we know that their average trades per day increased from sixty thousand to sixty nine thousand from the period of February first uh, through fourth, and then fifth through fifteenth. All right, so, so that's all bullish for the stock, and so. If we take a fairly conservative look at revenue, right? I've, I've got the math that I did up here on the screen, but but if we take a fairly conservative look at 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 their revenue and try to to project it out through the end of the quarter, it, it puts us at thirty four million. Um, I expect that their revenue will be higher because I'm taking sixty six percent of what they did in those first four days of February, and we know that that their average trades per day increase. The more trading volume, the better that, that they can get those fills. The, the, the better the price of the stock should be, right? So so even if we take that super conservative approach and, and forecast their, their revenue for the quarter to come out to 34 million, that's still 50% higher than the analyst estimate on the stock, right? If you back that out to a full year, right? So if they have no revenue growth, and again, keep in mind, revenues exploded from three and a half million to 35 million from Q4 to Q1, right? Uh, that, then they're only trading at a 15 EV to sales ratio, Yes, 15 is high, but again, that that, that builds in uh, that, that, that essentially builds in no growth and, and it assumes that that revenue is going to be lower than I think that it's actually going to be for the quarter. So I, I think that this story is getting out there. again, the company's done a terrific job of getting information into all of our hands. I'm still in the stock. I, I've been in the stock since 52 cents. All right, you can see it's at 15 and a half right now so so it's been a couple of years that I've had this one but but I wanted to do, do a deep dive after the run-up in this thing because the 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 explosion in price has been crazy um, and, and I think that the numbers still support a long case so so I'm not touching a single share the, the company reports earnings on March 1st so so we will get data there again they have been consistently providing us information Uh as as you know time goes on, it seems like every week they're giving us an update on trade activity, on volume, on on assets under management, that sort of thing. Uh, and And so for that reason, I think that we will get news before that March first earnings date. Uh, it, if not, then it's just until next week. Let's see what day of the week is that Tuesday. So that's so that's Monday of next week. at the latest is when we'll get news. So I really like this stock into earnings. It's the biggest individual stock position that I have. Granted, it is OTC. It is thin. There's a lot of risk in it. I'm not saying to follow me into this thing, but but that's my bull case for Voyager. And, and I want to throw this one out to Zinger Nation and, and out to you guys. Let's make this the first question of the day that we're going to ask. Uh, if, if you guys like this stock, you, you you like the bull case that I'm presenting there, uh, I, I put it on my Twitter. Pro- Producer AB can, can drop a link to it in the chat. But if you guys like the bull case on the stock, throw me the one in the chat. If you don't, you think it's too run up. Uh, you know, Bitcoin is too much downside, that'll hit the thing, then throw me the two. Um, but again, I wanted to do some quick analysis into uh, the earnings report that we have coming out next week. And, and I still like it based off the numbers I'm seeing. Again, I think that they'll report at least 50% higher than that analyst forecast. Um, and and the the revenue growth that they're putting up quarter over quarter again, let's say it's three and a half million to forty million or forty five million, is insane. That that's going to catch eyeballs. It's now a two billion dollar stock. It, it's a size where, where it may be able to uplist, right? So so it might start trading on the Nasdaq or something along those lines. We don't know that. It's all speculation. But but again, I think that there's a lot of good things going on for this company. And you guys seem pretty mixed on this one. It, it seems like we're we've got just about an even split of ones and twos there. All right. I, I like it. And, and Producer Rohan, you're, you're throwing me a hand signal. Are, are we ready for some calls? We are ready. All right. I just rambled for a long time. I, I've, I've got two more stocks to give updates on, and then I've got a new stock to pitch. I'm going to make the case for, for a new ticker I'll be adding to the portfolio live on the show. But before we get to that, let's take some calls from Zinger Nation. Can you put the phone number up on the screen, please? I guess while he puts that up, while, while he uh, uh, gets those that number there, we get the the calls coming in. Again, Zinger Nation, dial in. Talk about anything you want. Talk about a stock you like. Talk about Spencer Israel. Make a joke. You know, it, it helps me get, get the the blood flowing. Um, but but I want to talk about Apex for a second while, while we wait for that to come in. So Apex Clearing, really interesting uh, uh, SPAC deal that happened today. Um, so, so, so Apex Clearing is merging with with Spac uh, ticker NSTB. That's November's Sandy Tango Bravo. Uh, I'll, I'll put it in there. It's going to be a four point seven billion dollar deal that that's happening. Um, basically, uh, if you guys aren't familiar with Apex and you're in the market, you should know what this company does. Apex is the backbone to basically all these new online commission-free brokerages that, that we have, right? So, so if you're looking at, uh, Rob, Robinhood does their own now, but Robinhood a couple of years ago, you're looking at Public, you're looking at Doe, you're looking at maybe even Webull, I'm not sure. But but for pretty much all of these commission-free online brokerages, Apex is the backbone that, that clears the trades and executes the orders, right? The, the, the work of the brokerage is not actually... Clearing these trades for for their customers, it's making a badass trading experience. That's how they dif- differentiate. Um, is is they want to create that that best front end experience. Um, and so Apex is the backbone that, that clears all those trades. So 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 here's basically the bull and the bear case for it. If you guys think that think that online, you know, like like these new retail brokerages are going to be the future of trading, and there's going to be more market participants and more trading activity, then you should be long Apex because that's good for Apex's stock. If you think that that we're in a little bit of a bubble, they're choosing to IPO now because you know we we've had that surge in trading already, um, etc then that's a reason not to to use apex so um i i think that that this thing looks pretty dang cheap i mean it, we we saw the stock here let me make this chart bigger for you guys here's a, a two-day chart of the spac that's gonna be merging with apex um we, we we saw the stock spike up to 12.50 now it's trading right around that 11 range um I, I for 11 bucks, I sort of think this one is a steal. I, I haven't dug into the numbers yet. Again, we just got the deal early this morning. So so I'll put that on the homework list. I will come back to you guys tomorrow with, with an opinion on NSTB. That's the spec That's buying Apex Clearing. There we go. All right, and 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 we might be adding this one into the live portfolio. I see somebody throwing Tiger in there. I do own Tiger. I also own Charles Schwab, Interactive Brokers. Basically, the thesis for all these online broker stocks that I own. Is that I think they're all going to announce a record quarter, like like some crazy breakout numbers. the The amount of volume and activity that we've seen on Benzinga.com, which is now up to to fifteen million visitors a month, has has been insane. The number of people we've seen going from Benzinga to go open brokerage accounts has been four times higher than when COVID hit. Right, I really like to talk about the COVID surge in traders when GameStop happened at four X. The COVID numbers. And so that's my case for owning all these online brokerage stocks. That's why I like them. Apex plays into that. Uh, I, I do want to uh, uh, check out the numbers on, on this Apex deal, but that might be one that we're adding into the portfolio. Uh, but All right, Producer Rohan, what's the deal? Uh, the deal is uh, I can't. I don't know the app is
3: like not taking calls or something. I put it up, but so I'm not getting any calls.
2: I'm broken, so, and... All right, we're not taking calls. Uh, that means that I am going to keep rolling. Let, let's just hammer through some of these tickers in the chat that I wrote down. Uh, I'll, I'll start with EBIX. Somebody dropped that one in there. Um, holy crap. Okay. That's a bad day. So, so so EBIX, this is down 50% or sorry, 40% right here. Um, trading lower after the company reported its independent accounting firm, RSM. Oh, shit. Their their accounting firm resigned. Uh, RSM attributed its resignation to being unable to obtain sufficient appropriate audit evidence that would allow it to evaluate significant unusual transactions that occurred in Q4 2020. That's not good. That's clearly not good. So 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 let's summarize the news here in EBIX. Stocks down 40% Because it's an accounting firm, right? That's the one that signs off on its financials and says, you know, hey, it's something that you need in in order to be a a publicly traded company. The the accounting firm that signs off on those financials bailed on the company, basically saying there's some weird shit that happened in Q4. I don't know. uh, You know, we haven't gotten evidence to support this, to make this weird shit not weird, to make it normal. Uh, And so we are bailing on the company. And, and that's not like a decision that the accounting firm would take lightly right it's not one where they just be like ah eh, we want to drop him as a client we're just gonna drop him as a client I mean this is a decision that probably went to the CEO or to the executive management of this accounting firm um, and the fact that 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 was their decision to drop a client it 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 suspects that there was something pretty unusual that happened let's let's look at the com- this company I don't know what it does uh all right. So so majority of its revenue is US based. A lot of the times when we see this, it's it's non-US companies that have this happen. But 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 it looks like it's yeah, majority of its revenue is EPS based or is US based. Does have a presence in other regions. I'm not gonna lie, I would imagine that that it's some of that non US revenue that may have that weird transactions. The the company will come out if they haven't already. Let's I guess let's just do a quick check and see if the company's issued a press release yet about this. Um. Yeah, they did. Okay, so let's look at this together. So, so, so the company came out. It reaffirmed guidance. Um. Let me make this bigger for you guys. All righty. So, how is their financial health? Financial health is in better shape than ever. Generate strong cash flows. So, are they going to address it head on? Any fraud, fraud or wrongdoing? Not aware of any wrongdoing. Uh, they're not really addressing it head-on. Here, maybe they are. All right, we we don't have time to read this whole thing right now. It is a really positive sign that the company is able to come out with a press release and defend themselves already. Um, you know, so so if you want a silver lining, that's it. Uh, to I guess take some time, dig into it. If you're thinking about buying the dip, you should read that press release and make sure you feel comfortable that there's not going to be any sort of investigation, that the-, the CEO wasn't stealing money. They weren't pumping up fake financials. A lot of times when we've seen this happen in the past, it- it's something like the company is pumping up their financials in, in an inappropriate way. And they're-, they're, I mean, look at Enron, right? If we look at the Enron story, they were basically recording revenue that's not legitimate revenue. And, and that's what we've seen for-, for a lot of these fraudy type cases. Um, so, so if you are going to buy the dip on this one, I saw some calls in the chat to buy the dip. Um, but but you better make sure you understand it. Uh, I'm curious. I'm going to throw this one out to Zinger Nation. All right. You, you, you guys cannot abstain. You got to either flip this long or flip this short one way or another. Uh, if you would buy this at the current price, $30, 31 cents, throw the one in the chat. If you would sell it at the current price, $30, 31 cents, throw the two in the chat. I'm a two in there right now. Um, ask, ask Kevin about it later. Yeah. Again, again, guys, if, if you're just joining now, a couple things that we have, we have coming up. We, we've got Nick uh, is going to be joining us shortly to talk about some swing trades. We're going to have meet Kevin on at one o'clock, Tom Nash coming on at one 30. And I've got a new stock pick that I'll be pitching you guys. Um, and before we let's, let's do the chat challenge. All right. We've got some twos in there uh, or I'm sorry. We've got some ones in there. It surprises me a little bit. It's definitely a majority twos, uh, which, again, that's where I'm at. I, I wouldn't be be hitting this thing on the long side. But but we do have some ones. All right. So the red 1010, uh, he says he likes being the minority on this one. And, and I'm going to ask you this, Red. F- follow up. Drop us in the chat. To tell us why you like this one. Um, you know, on, on the flip side there, we, we've got another comment that says it begets more. Okay. No, he clarified. (laughs) Not long. He likes it short. Okay. We all like it short. All right. Um, so, so there's the deal there guys. Uh, uh, let's, let's take one more out of the chat and let's get to our chat challenge in a second here. Uh, opco health, they had news this morning, ticker OPK. Uh, basically the news out of opco health is that they're going to be participating in the, uh, uh, New York rapid testing program. Basically, they've got eight labs that are going to be providing rapid tests in New York. Stock initially popped on it. Do, do I think that's overwhelmingly positive? Not really, right? You're you're talking about a company that has a market cap of nearly four billion. They're going to have eight centers to provide rapid COVID tests. How much money are they going to make off of that? I don't. I mean, some, right? Greater than zero. But is it going to be material on a four billion dollar company with with eight sites? I would imagine not. Um, so, so all right. Th- those are two out of the chat. If we didn't get to yours yet, we'll try to get to it today. But let's do our chat challenge, guys. You know, I'm opening up the file. I'm gonna drop it in the chat here. I'll, I'll make a, I'll make a first entry. There we go. Dropping this in the chat. All right. So, so the chat challenge. I act. Singer Nation is going head to head to head to head to head. Perfect. All right, there it is. We have a new video for the chat challenge, guys. Link is in the chat. Uh, can Can you edit this document? Somebody type something. There we go. All right, if you do not know what the chat challenge is, it means you have not been with us for long. This is a contest that we run every single week. Like the video said, Zinger Nation is going head to head to head to head to head to, head to figure out who is the best stock picker in the chat. Two weeks ago, we asked everybody to guess the price of GameStop. Uh, with the winner getting a share of GameStop. Last week, we asked who's going to guess the price of Bitcoin closest. With the winner getting a, a snippet of a Bitcoin, not a full Bitcoin. This week, the question is, what is the best performing stock of the week going to be? That's what we're asking you guys. Put your answer in the sheet. Do not write over other people. Be courteous. Don't put curse words in the spreadsheet. We we do this on the trust system. Scroll down, right? Don't, don't be writing overlapping over everybody else. Scroll down. Put your entry down here. Um, and drop in your, your answer. The winner this week, swag.benzinga.com, S-W-A-G.benzinga.com. That is our merch store. We have all of our beautiful Benzinga wares, all of our Power Hour wares, all of our Joel Conan t-shirts. Yes, you can get a t-shirt with a picture of Joel's face on it. Uh, and we are going to be doing an update on this thing every single day. So, so, so if you're not subscribed and you're guessing, hit that subscribe button. Like, like the stream today, share the stream today, guys. We want to get more people on this. When when Kevin comes on, we want to make sure we've got a big crowd for him. I mean, he's got like 15,000 live people at any given time when he's doing his videos, but, but drop in your guesses, guys. Um, yes, Rad is saying Ebix is going to be his best performing stock of the week. Let's go. I love it. Put, put your answers in there again. Look at that. Nobody's even doing inappropriate stuff. That's good. Normally we get some curse words in here or some, you know, phallic symbols, Uh, but, but it's, uh, somebody's asking a clarifying question. Is it percentage change from Monday to, to close on Friday? No, it's going to go from, from right now. It's going to go the price from right now ish, right? Maybe five minutes from now when we close the voting through this time on Friday, guys. So so you got to to Tuesday to Wednesday to Thursday to Friday and more important than the free merch that you're going to get from swag.benzinga.com. You are going to get bragging rights. Everybody in the chat that we hang out with every single day here in Zinger Nation. I'm spamming the link in there a few more times. Um, But everybody that we hang in here from Zinger Nation will know you are the master stock picker. I'll get my guess in there. I haven't fully decided what it's going to be yet. Yeah, it is. I know what mine's going to be. I'm not going to type it yet because this is the stock that I'm going to be pitching later today before I hop off. Um, But all right. Drop it in. You've got like another 30 seconds. To put it in, okay, and and then and then we're 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 running out of time. We've got a good number of guessers this week, guys. Da 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 da, da. Can you use a crypto? Yes, you can put in a crypto if you want to put in a crypto. Da 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 da. Mm-hmm. Soundboard, Duh. No, soundboard is not on, Spencer. Oh, it's on. All right, hold on. I do have a sound for this nope it's not on all right that's all right we tried da, 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 da. all right guys oh there it is all right check this out i've got the who wants to be a millionaire theme classic show of the thousands All right, I'm calling it. I'm calling it. If you don't have it in, I'm sorry. It's too late. We're turning it off. There's the chat challenge, guys. Again, we will be checking in on this every single day. The winner gets whatever they want from swag.benzinga.com. Plus, more importantly, they get the bragging rights. Anybody who's on this can view it. We'll get the prices in there. Boom. There it is. Chat challenge closed. All right. And without further ado, guys, I want to bring our first guest of the day on the stream with us. Favorite of the chat joins us every single week. Nice little drum roll for him. (laughs) Nick, what's up, man? You are here live with us. You are on mute. So if you're going to try to talk, we're not going to hear you right away. You're working on it. Okay. There we go. There we go. All right, man. What's what's up? up? What's up?
4: Nothing much. How about
2: you guys? Doing well, you know. We're let's see. Let's let me check the live portfolio again. Let's see. So so we're we're down five hundred bucks today. Obviously not good. Would rather be green. But if we compare oh. that to spy, and spy's down half a percent, so we're still outperforming spy. Uh, if you look at the mm-hmm. triple Qs, you no, know, what's that down two <laughs> percent? Oh my god. Uh, If you look at at the small caps, uh, small caps are up a little bit. So that's probably what's saving our portfolio. We own a decent number of small cap stocks. Um, But I don't know, down 500 bucks. Not ideal. Would rather be up 500 bucks or be up 5,000 bucks. But any day that we're outperforming the market is an okay day for me. That's how I think about it.
4: That is very true. That is very true
2: all right guys and, and if you guys don't know Nick you, you haven't tuned into previous episodes he's here from bull trade finder he is a swing trader he loves to pull up charts he loves to give us new tickers we haven't thought about uh, a lot of these stocks are smaller stocks they're lower float stocks um, you know I know a lot of you guys are always asking for some of these small low float stocks and today's probably a good day with small caps leading the market but but Nick what, what's on the radar today
4: um, I'll share the screen right now. Give me one moment. Um, you know, it's gonna be. Uh, you can see the screen, correct? Yep. Okay, perfect. So it's gonna be the same as usual. I'm always gonna come back to FLNT. Um, gave this to everyone at around 4:50. Explained why. Uh, fundamentally, All right, it's a very. Alright, make big your screen
2: top. even bigger. Hold on. Okay. All right. Wait. Can you zoom in on this? It's still sort of small. I don't know if it's possible. to uh, Make it bigger. I did not notice any change. Uh, let's see. Better. Yeah, that's better. Wait, what happened with IPOF? Something happened right now. It looks like. If anybody knows what happened to IPOF right now, drop it in the chat. The stock the the it's a spAC, it just went from fifteen fifty to seventeen fifty. It's yeah, one that right I up. own. Do you do you know news on it? I don't see any news right now. Uh, I've got warrants. Let's go. Let's run up the cash register. Now. If anybody yeah, calls along any the live portfolio, they they've got warrants on that thing too. Let's go IPOF. But all right, Nick. Sorry, I, I cut you yeah, off. Right. You're just about to to give us fluent. What what's up with that one?
4: Um, you know, same as usual. Just giving it out. Uh, you know, continued growth quarter over quarter and year over year for the earnings. And you know, the chart is starting to really break out here.
2: Um all right. So you, know, you have we, a lot of lines on this chart. Yes. And again, guys, the ticker is FLNT. That's Froxtrop Lima November Tango.
0: So, mm-hmm. so which
2: lines should we be looking at here? And and, so and have, what time mean, horizon is this chart? Yeah,
4: this is a daily chart. Um, I just added, you know, a couple of these lines uh the other day, especially this one. And this one bases off the I'm gonna zoom it out just for a second here, off Topwix going even farther back, as you can see, this one. This one, and you know now this one, and you could see we're kind of currently for the day closing under that if the market would close right now. Um, so you could see this is a resistance, you know, trend line above here. So an area you want to see break out for a positive move to nine to ten would be this eight forty to eight fifty range. And this one I, I put down here as support, and the reason why is. I think it was the same thing, uh, bottom wick, just a different way of seeing it. Um, as you can see, it kind of resisted and closed under it here, resisted here, resisted here and obviously supported on these two other than the wicks. So, you know, it's just another way of seeing it there. And, uh, the rest of the lines have been here since, you know, a few months ago. Um, you know, you want to see a breakout of eight fifty here. I told everyone about the stock at around four fifty to five dollars, and I'm still going to continue to hold until we see that fifteen to twenty that I've been saying for the past couple of weeks and months.
2: Okay, uh, and and so so let's talk about this one. So so I'm not mm-hmm. in this stock now. If mm-hmm. if I were, I guess, given somebody in my position who who's not currently in it. Um, you know would would you say okay go ahead take a position in this one would you wait for a pullback what yeah. what are we looking at
4: um so what you want to look for here is a pullback to the 780 to $8 range um now if it goes the other way and if it continues up you want to add you want to start a position on the 850 break um you know just a small position so if it does indeed dip down under that you know you could add more but that would just be the breakout entry and the support entry is that 780 to eight okay and i believe uh has this one i believe he joined me and ripster um around the sixes range
2: ripster Mm -hmm. ripster gave us some good sacks on fire did you watch that one yes yes i i want to get into one of those mreo i didn't get (laughs) in it yet maybe we'll talk i'm a, a
4: big fan of ripster he's a good guy
2: all right, let's look at that chart. MREO—that—that's that, one of the ones that that the Farm D, Farm DCA on Twitter and Ripster gave us last week. Um, the stock moved as they were pitching it, um, so they, they called it right on. But you but give me your technical analysis of this one, um, because again, I'm more one. fundamental. I like to use technicals to help my entries and exits.
4: You know, I think this is a pretty good here. Let me just change this up a second. Um All right. For a dip buy, um, I would look for this 420 to 425 range. So basically, you know, 15 cents from where we are currently at the 437. And I'm going off the top wick here and the bottom wick of this one and the closing wick of this one. I mean, the closing candle, of this one. And you can see, you know, there's been past resistance in that area, which is now acting as support. So that's why I'm saying that number. Um, if it goes lower, you know, I don't know where you'd want to really stop it on this one. I mean, that's the only area I'd see is a good starter. You know, I would probably stop it at four if it breaks under truly, because the next area is around that 375 to 380 range.
2: All right. So, so, so that's interesting. All right. So, so, so again, let me recap. Would you be, if, if I need to build a position, because I'm not in the thing yet, would you say now is an opportune time to start start building that position?
4: Yes, you could. You know, I if try to see if it gets to that 425 again. But yes, if you really wanted to build a position, you know, you could definitely start one at this 437 area.
2: 437, okay. All right. I like it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. So so there's the one on, so, so we just talked about two stocks that we've already talked about on this show. So, so we talked about MREO. We just talked about FLNT as well. That that's one that you pitched us last week. Um, but but the point of the show is trade ideas. That's what I promise yeah. people. I say if there's one thing you're going to get out of this show, it's going to be sound effects on my soundboard. <laughs> and two, it's going to be new trade ideas. That's what we're trying to deliver every day. So yeah. so so do you have a new stock for us?
4: Yeah, I got two. Uh, you know, everyone knows these stocks. These are some bigger market cap stocks here. And we're going to go with Fubo, F-U-B-O. Okay. Um, And the reason
2: why... Fubo, shout out Fubo. I'm not in that one yet.
4: The reason why I like this one is uh, obviously they're growing. They're definitely growing. They're acquiring uh, gambling companies and stuff like that. So it's interesting that they're getting into that field. So it's a streaming slash gambling, you know, I guess you could say stock. And the reason I like it here is you could kind of see this, you know, pretty crazy rounded bottom here. And then possibly a, a handle or at least just a, a mini channel setting up here. and I'm buying around this 40 to 42 entry. and I'll even you know keep buying if it drops down to 35. and I want to build a long-term position here. So I've started um, buying shares for the long term, looking for possibly you know at least an all-time high break of around 62 by the end of the year as well as possibly even going to 100. What um, like, also...
2: on this chart is, is giving you the bullish indication?
4: Because
2: mm-hmm. again, I'm not I'm not a professional at technicals, mm-hmm. right? But I see that downward channel, and, and that doesn't seem great to me.
4: Correct, correct. Um, now, like I said, what I really like about it is that it kind of has this rounded, you know, bottom, and it could be forming basically a cup and handle. This being the handle part, and you know, we're right near some major supports as well as the bottom of the channel. So that's why I'm only starting a position here, and I'm looking longer term for um, January 2023 calls. So basically, two years out. And January way out on this one. one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm willing to hold this for a long time. I think this could be a big play, um, just like Roku was with the streaming and everything.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was such a hot one roku was counted out as dead for so long Mm and uh and and it's uh, yeah I mean, it's an amazing story right they got integrated into all those tvs it comes built into everything and that just just you know got the stock running
4: yeah true i mean you know there's a lot of you know things going on with the streaming and especially with the gambling it's very interesting that they're doing that as it's becoming legal in all these states so that's another big reason why I think this is going to be a great play for the long term, and you know even just that their subscribers, their revenue, their earnings—they're really like growing here. If you look at their past uh, quarters, so it's definitely something to look into. All
2: right, um, and, and and let me just throw an update for the chat, really quick, guys. Uh, if anybody's in Ford with me again, Ford—that was my twenty twenty one stock of the year that I pitched back in December. Still own it. Still own calls. Still own shares. Uh, $12 here. You, why why don't you pull up the Ford chart for us? Get, give us a reading on that one. It's, it seems like $12 has sort of been the, where, where the stock's been having a tough time. It got close to it. It was creeping up there. It just looks like it got rejected off that price. But, but I'm curious from, from your technical perspective, you know, what, what you think about Ford? Uh,
4: you could have like possibly an ascending triangle here, which is a bullish setup. And you know that's what I could see possibly forming right here, and you would obviously want to see the breakout of that, like twelve fifteen, twelve twenty.
2: Yeah, and- it was. I thought I was going to do it. It was making yeah. a run. It looks like it got tripped up a little bit. We'll see if it makes another run today.
4: Yeah, t- I mean today it's been doing good. It seems, uh, you know, you're getting close to the end of that ascending triangle, so a move could be happening within the next week or so. So you know, just a break over that twelve twenty could definitely set you higher. And if I remember, I looked at this a while ago. Um, let's see. Ford is showing it's, like, its
2: first sign of life for instance, like basically a decade.
4: Like oh, yeah. I, I don't know how know. far
2: back you can go on, on your charts, but if you can go back like 15 years, it, it's it's showing a sign of life. And again, the thesis yeah. on Ford is that they, they they've signaled to us that we already know that they're going to be making a big push for their EVs this year. Um, they already told us that they're, they've signaled at least that they're going to be spending a ton of marketing on, on promoting themselves as an EV company. And I want to get some of that EV energy into this stock. So, so that's, that's what I'm looking for on Ford.
4: You know, that could be really good. And, you know, if you can see this, I know it's a little far out here. Um, yep. but you know, it, on my terms, at least of what I see, I believe this broke out of a basically 20 year downtrend. Yeah, um, exactly
2: i said it's during the first sign of life in a decade
4: <laughs> yeah i mean it broke out of this what it seems like to me and you could definitely see some upside here getting into that 15 18 dollar range uh kind of reminds me of blackberry um i i got this at around six dollars oh hold on let me fix this. are you still in blackberry um i am not but i i am looking for a possible entry i think they're
2: yes let's go
4: yeah i think they're you know the reason why I got in at around that 67 range was because their business and where they're going now. Um, I didn't get in because of the pump from, uh, GameStop and all that stuff. Uh, I know that definitely, you know, helped this chart, but I was in around, I think this candle actually, truly, um, somewhere around here in this seven range and I sold it around 15 and then like 20. Um, And I am looking to buy around the 9 to 10 range. So we are, you know, basically there. I could possibly get an entry on that.
2: All right. Start some accumulation.
4: Yeah. But uh, what I wanted to show you is, you know, basically the same thing. It broke out of a, like, basically yearly downtrend again. And, you know, you saw where it went. Obviously, it got help. But, you know, it definitely broke out.
2: Okay. Okay. All right. Um so so, so BB. And then, and then do you have another one for us? Do you have a swinger for yeah. us, a nice swing trade for us?
4: Um, Okay, I have a swing trade, but I do have another long-term here, and Palantir, right. which is one everyone knows, especially Shout off this Palantir. major volume. All
2: right. Yeah, um, if you guys own Palantir, throw me the one yeah. in the chat. That's a favorite of the chat. I'm not in that one right now. Uh, actually, I am. Mm-hmm. You know what, sort of synthetically. I, I've sold puts against yeah. Palantir um okay understand. let me see what i don't even remember what strikes all right you you talk about the stock i'll figure out what what strikes i sold puts against that one Yeah. For.
4: um so it hit this uh major support from months ago um basically you know it's a big range here i have the green rectangle uh rectangle uh wow rectangle here <laughs> showing the support the demand zone um at around 25 24 and that's you know a big area and you can see we had a bullish abandoned baby setup right here the red candle the gap down and then the green candle coming all the way back up and a good buying area is around the 2750 to 28 range and even going into calls into 2023 and 2022 again just like fubo basically
2: all right and my trade on palantir so let's see what, what what are what are we doing on this trade? So all right, so we've got an unrealized profit of fifteen percent, which which for an option trade is not much, mm-hmm. um, but but what we did is is we sold, and what was the price on these two twenty five, so so we sold the February twenty sixth twenty nine dollars strike puts for two dollars and twenty five cents. So okay. so basically, what what happens when we do that? is is we we you know we get $225 credited to our account right away so we sell the puts we get that 225 bucks um and as long as the price of palantir is above $29 by february 26th we're fine we keep the 225 bucks per contract we walk away we throw the cash into something else if the price of palantir drops below that right let's say it's trading at 20 i'm forced to buy the stock at $29 so 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 that's the risk that I'm taking on in order to get that cash. I, I only do this in stocks that I'm okay holding for the long term. Palantir is one of those names I'm okay holding on to for quite a while. Uh so so my break even on the trade is twenty six seventy five. So that's twenty nine minus two twenty five. Um any anything above twenty six uh seventy five, I'm making money on with Palantir.
4: Yeah. And, you know, this is a pretty good stock. They have a lot of government contracts. They have a lot of contracts in general. And as you've seen, I know uh, Jason probably talked about it. Uh, Kathy has been loading a lot. She bought about 8 to 10 million shares over the over these two candles right here. The past drove two the days. price up. She flipped
2: time. me from negative to positive on those puts. Let's go. <laughs> Kathy Wood. Yeah. Move that stock.
4: Yeah, Kathy is, you know, a monster in this industry right now. Um, yes. And she... she you know really loaded up here i've never seen you know a big share you know a share increase from her like that and she basically bought 8 to 10 million shares in a 2 day period so that you know that also gives some confidence to me in this trade as well
2: yep and 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 i asked the question to zinger nation i said drop in the chat a 1 if you're long palantir we got a lot of people long palantir everybody yeah. likes this stock it's uh and and palantir actually the other news on this one and this is is sort of news, sort sort of not news. But the other news on this one is that is that it replaced GameStop as the most mentioned stock on Wall Street bets for for <laughs> the first time in like a month. You know, it was GameStop every yeah. single day was the most mentioned stock for for about a month or so. And then Palantir took that crown away, I believe, last Friday. Maybe it was Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, so 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 there's the deal on Palantir.
4: Yeah. And uh, if you want a small swing trade, I'm going to go. Yeah, back give us a one swinger. One. Yeah, I'm going to go back to the one that we I told you about swingers. last week. Um,
2: ITP, so a little more risky. Um, yeah. All right, let's see and it. Then, Producer uh, Rohan was talking about, so he's like, you know, I want some swingers this weekend, and so yeah. I didn't have any for him. So uh, <laughs> let's get it.
4: Yeah, so it's a little more risky. Um, a good entry is actually around here. And a sell point, I believe I told you guys the sell point was around 110 You know, I want to move that down to around like 107. Um, And last time I was on, I told everyone, you know, a good area to buy was around 120, 125. So we're basically, you know, right at that area. Um, Now you can get it a little cheaper. You could see it's holding this trend line that I drew uh, this morning, actually. And we whipped under it. And the volume of selling has went down, you know, on these two days. This day, we had some buying pressure and we, you know, increased the volume. And today, it's basically, you know, just sitting down there. And I think this one's going to move up, you know, this week. I'm looking for a push over 140, 150. And people are... Uh
2: Uh-oh. Wait, 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 Nick. You got to rewind.
4: So that's something... Wait,
2: wait, Nick. You got to rewind like 30 seconds. We lost you. You sounded like a robot. And now you're back. You you said, ITP, I'm bullish on the stock. I think you're about to okay. give us a price target and then a stop.
4: Okay, okay. Um, 140 to 150 is the price target. And I've seen a lot of people talk about possible mask news um, that they've had, and they were supposed to send it out uh, mid to late February. So, you know, that's another reason why I'm in this to see if that rumor is true. Um, but the chart isn't really bad here, and the trend line is holding very well. So I'm going to keep that position until we break under around 107.
2: All right. So there it is. So so 107 uh, is, is where you would stop out. So if right. you buy a position now, the stock price gets to 107. In Nick's opinion, that's when you get out of it. And and what's the price you're looking for on the upside? Uh,
4: 140 to 150. Okay. And the entry being you know this 115 to 120 level.
2: All right. And, and and let's talk about managing the trade a little bit. Okay. Um, you know, so so let's say it gets up to that 140 150 price that you're looking for, then what do you do? In in my opinion, when I have a yeah. stock that's working with me, it's it's playing out, um, mm-hmm. I I let the momentum ride. I'll I'll, I'll maybe yeah. take a little bit of cash off the table because you can't control it, you know, after hours if there's news that comes out, you get an offering, etc. But but other than that, I just keep moving those stops up and let the trade ride. You know, because you don't know yeah. when that momentum is going to crack. And we are in such a momentum driven market right
4: now. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. Um, you know, here's what I would probably do is take off 25 to 50, 50% at around that 140 area. And then uh, move that 107 stop up to around 125. And then, you know, if it falls down to 125, you still make profit on the remaining shares or even move it to 130. So you know, the reason why I'm getting this 130 is the close of the uh, the open of this candle, you know, the basically close of this candle and kind of the wick of this one, you know, acts as possibly a resistance right now, um, but will act as a support later. And the 125 is, you know, basically the same thing, this middle part right here where there's openings, closings and wicks. So, you know, that's where I'm getting these numbers from, Um but yeah, you know, I'd probably sell twenty-five to fifty percent at one forty to one fifty, and then stop it at one twenty-five, one thirty, um, for a profit if it you know does go down to that level.
2: All right, mm-hmm. there it is. All right, Nick, I appreciate it. I appreciate all the ideas. Again, let let let's let's run through them. So so we had ITP, PLTR, FUBO, and then uh, what was the last one? Fluid, FLNT. Uh, yep. There we go, guys. We promise the trade ideas. I always say at the top of every single show, if we're not delivering the trade ideas, call us out because we want to bring them. Uh, yep. And I'm actually about to pitch a stock in just a second here, a new stock I'm adding to the portfolio today. Um, so so there's your ideas. Yep. Thanks, Nick, for coming and hanging out with us. Yep. Thank you, Luke. Have a great day. All righty. You too. So, all right, guys, uh, uh, before I get to this new stock pick that that I'm going to pitch in a second here, I'm going to give you a preview. Actually, I'm going to ask a question and then give a preview. The question is, uh, you know, we we talked about IPOF. Let let me pull this chart up real quick. IPOF, not that Tesla chart, that's ugly. IPOF, uh, rip in, I've got warrants in this one. If it would be helpful to do a lesson in warrants, we did one maybe a month ago or so, but if it would be helpful to do a lesson in warrants, Drop the one in the chat. If you don't need it, drop the two. Uh, And and if we get a lot of ones, we'll we'll do that one uh, uh, tomorrow. Uh, And then coming up today, two more guests on the Power Hour, baby. That's right. Two more guests joining the Power Hour. Uh, We're going to meet Kevin who's going to be joining us, then Tom Nash. So so we are going to be flying. And then later today, stay tuned. We're going to be doing an options lesson here at 2 p.m. sharp. 2.30, we're going to be doing biotech. Uh, i I believe that Vivi, our biotech queen has a new stock for us, and holy crap, those are a lot of ones for warrants. All right guys so so tomorrow we're doing a warrant lesson we're We're gonna take 10, fifteen minutes tomorrow. We're gonna go over warrants, how they work, the mechanics of them what 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 exactly it is you're paying for uh, so so if you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button. we'll be talking warrants tomorrow and and Jason, I see that you've joined us here. What's up, man yeah.
3: And we have our guest here too, Luke so uh, we don't oh, want to yeah? make him wait. He yeah, we don't want to make him wait. He he's the man of the honor, the uh man of the hour, man of the day, man of the well, year well you made Zinger
2: Nation wait a whole hour for you, but okay. If the guest doesn't have to wait, that's that's fine.
3: Yeah, I gotta I gotta change my number so my my wife can't find it as much. That's maybe my new thing. <laughs> so all right, can we bring him on?
2: Yeah, let's bring him on. Uh all right, I'll, let's do I'll let you way. two got, run with it.
3: I gotta do my graphic. I gotta do, I have this new graphic, I gotta do it. Special, special guest. All right. Uh where do I do there it is. Hold on. One second. Goodbye, Luke. Okay. Kevin, are you there? Can you hear me?
1: Hey, I can hear you. What's up? Thank you so much for having me on.
3: Oh no, you're the man. You're, I I mean, I, I, it's funny. I think the way that I originally maybe came across you was someone using your name to like build their YouTube SEO, like saying how meet Kevin does his video. And then like, I guess you may teach that in your video course. Is that, is that a thing? Does yeah sense, yeah I mean, they, you know
1: it's it's amazing i was even looking yesterday at uh this really cool computer building company uh artesian over on twitch and they do these computer builds. and one of the things they're doing is if you look at their portfolio in sort by the most popular videos the most popular ones are where they're like are us building our uh, a computer for this creator live and basically putting somebody else's name in the title and those videos just go right to the top. They do so well. People are like, oh, I want to see that person's computer get built. It's, it's so brilliant. Uh, but yeah, I mean, totally. You know, when as soon as people see a name they're familiar with, uh, initially, people get defensive over the creators they like. Like, oh, well, what's this person going to say about this person I watch? Like, what do they know that I don't know? And, uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a really interesting <laughs> Trojan horse, I call it.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hear you now. So I always wanted to ask you behind you. So those yeah. are four monitors. Yep. And there's like a visual image of these, these, whatever things yeah, you they, like. They basically.
1: work. It's, it's just, this is my iMac right here. And so I actually, you know, I got like Photoshop right here and I can put up like Weeble on the side if I wanted to, this is just an actual desktop and that, but yeah, they're, they're just little, uh, screens here. So that way, it cleans okay, up the so, desktop because nobody so, wants to show off their desktop.
3: <laughs> I hear you. So it's like a screen that you just have on there with no sleep or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, think, exactly. wa- I off. think I think people want. And you're, and I recall you're in your garage, right?
1: And so I've got two sets. I've got one in the garage, and then one in uh, in what used to be the dining room of of this house, which is this right here. So this oh. is inside.
3: Why'd you move into the dining room? It was, it got cold or something? Or are you just tired of the garage? No, you
1: know, you know uh, I actually, I started in, in this dining room because it, uh, it had a spot where, where somebody could have put like uh, what's that thing called where you put all your, your, uh, glassware or whatever, like a cupboard spot. Yeah, I turned yeah, that yeah. into a closet. Okay. And, and then we just closed off this room. And so it really works as almost like a downstairs bedroom in this house where the floor plan is. And then okay. there's the formal living room on the opposite side. We don't use a formal dining room. So we turned okay. this into another room in the house. And it's, it's small. It's like 9 by 12 or something like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the whole set's in here and it's perfect. Uh, yeah, oh, and then no, I put it... a couple massive doors on so I can't hear the kids screaming.
3: Oh, you did put a couple massive doors on. That's good. How? Yeah, I have a thousand pounds each. Oh my god I, I have kids yeah. too. When I'm at home right now I'm in the office, my setup isn't good where I'm sitting, but uh, I have 11, nine and four year old and it's, they oh, don't wow. seem to want they don't seem to want to get quiet when you're broadcasting. You have two kids, I think
1: uh, yeah, I have two. I have five and three and I used to just have one of these doors. It's like this it's like one of these big thick doors and like when you close it, you hear like the air vacuum. It's great. Uh, and uh, I could still hear a little bit of like that shrill screaming when they used when, when they screamed. So I put a second door. So one opens in, one opens out. I don't hear anything wow. anymore.
3: <laughs> that is crazy. And th- do they try to come in the room at all? They can't they open no the door. Not? They can't open the door. Very, very smart. Oh. Very smart. Okay, enough no. uh, Enough on that. Now, you. I don't know if this is how you got your start. We're going to get to that in a second. But the one thing I'm sad by is we're based in Detroit, Michigan. And I watched you and Graham, Stefan like a couple years ago. You came here to look at houses. I Before doing Benzinga, I used to buy houses in the city called Old Redford. It's like on the neighboring – it's Detroit, but it was like Old Redford. And I would buy either Flip or rent out rent out a bunch of houses. And it was just the yeah. an area. And I know you guys went on that tour. I was like, darn, I should have been one show. So how, how long ago was that, and what, what brought you to Detroit? Yeah, that was, I think,
1: the summer of 2019. And uh, we went out to Detroit actually because Graham was doing a – he it was one of the first confrontings that he did. He he would always do these Millennial Money reaction videos, and then one of the people like, "Hey, I'm in Detroit. Why don't you come out and and confront me?" And he he's a hairdresser. He's got a salon that he owns. And he's got fancy cars and stuff. So we we went out and, and met him in person, and uh, you know did a video there for Graham's channel. And then we thought, "Hey, while we're here, why don't we tour real estate?" And so we hit up some agents, and they're like, "Hey, well, you know, we have like." one dollar homes basically where you just pay the taxes on Or like oh wow like can you give us a tour and and so we kind of just documented what the tour was like with with the different agents that we met and yeah i mean it was it's uh, some parts very sad some parts you see a lot more promising like the downtown's gotten freaking awesome so it's
3: crazy it's crazy one yeah. one person just wrote I have many th- thanks to Kevin. I have five properties and three times my stocks in the last uh, twelve months. I'm sa- so thankful. So um, he wow. just wrote, wrote that in there. So so now, Thank how did you. you? Yeah, it's amazing. How did you get your start, Kevin? I mean, um, you probably don't love talking about yourself, but I, this is your time. We got here. How did you get your start? Oh, for that. Yeah, I mean, it, it it all really started with
1: with real estate. I give everything to real estate. A lot of people bag on real estate as, oh, you know, real estate appreciates slower or whatever. But the big move for me in real estate is the fact that, look, I was able to buy a place for three and a half percent down uh, with, with basically no money and no income, which is insane. Uh, I'm like, okay, Lauren, somehow, even if SHIT hits the fan, we have to figure out how to come up with $1,900 a month to be able to pay our mortgage. Uh, and, and then at least we'll get to move out of Lauren's parents' <laughs> which was actually really exciting. We're like, yeah, we'll, we'll each work two jobs if we need to, to make this payment. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we we uh, uh, while I was working at Red Robin and Lauren was working at Red Robin as well, and she's getting started with property management. I just got my real estate license, hadn't closed the deal yet. I'm like, well, probably the best way to get started in real estate is uh, buy what I'm trying to sell people. So I thought that was the best way to validate what I was doing was just go through the process myself. And uh, did, was able to
3: find a a number. Did, did you have money then?
1: Uh, well, Lauren and I had about eight to nine thousand dollars each saved up, and that was all from minimum wage jobs from you know Red Robin, Jamba Juice, Hollister, or whatever. And we just how old were
3: you? I uh,
1: was nineteen years old. Lauren was twenty. I threw my savings at the Apple stock. Lauren kept it in cash, and uh, so I grew my money a little bit faster. Actually, a lot faster because I, I probably only made $4,000 to the $9,000 she made because she had worked an, a year, a year and a half more than I had. Uh, she's a little bit older than I am, but I caught up to
3: her with Apple stock. <laughs> yep. yep. Okay. And so that was – you were we were living at Lauren's parents' house at the time?
1: Yeah, I was living with Lauren's parents. I, I met her in, in Paris on a high school trip. And, uh, yeah, then we were long distance for a year, and I moved out to California. I went to high school out here. Then got my real estate license while going to college out here, and that that that's how it all started. It was kind of crazy just how it like all like in this weird way aligned, but yeah, it it kind of all fell together.
3: That's crazy. I mean, this is about you, but the thing that's similar to me in this sense: when I started benzing, I had a three-month-old baby, and I had like no money saved. I built the first site for like two thousand or three thousand dollars, but I would wake up every night at like three a.m. with the most anxiety you could ever imagine like Mm -hmm. my heart beating like whatever people with bad anxiety get i was there and my wife would say to me jason stop worrying so much like if worse comes to worse we'll just move in with my parents her parents now i was an undergrad graduate from the michigan business school i had a job offer like a division of goldman sachs i didn't take i was doing this other i was doing this other startup back then sorry before after college but now in 2009 when i started benzing 2010 i was waking up at 3am with the craziest anxiety and, um, and my wife just said, Hey, if it doesn't work out, you move with moving with my, you know, the in-laws. And so at the time, I'm like, well, I, that wouldn't be victory. And so that didn't really help me, but it did help a little bit. And then you did it. You were in with the in-laws before you bought your first property. So did yeah. it, it didn't turn out so bad, I guess. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and the thing then too, was I moved to California when I was 17, so I didn't have a choice to be in, independent beforehand. I think if I were in your situation where I was already living alone, the thought of moving in with my in-laws would have been like poor acid on me. You know, so, yep. uh, I think that, but you know, that probably helped you. Got you motivated, you know?
3: <laughs> yep. They want to know what, what did you do at Rob- Yeah. Did you motivate? Yeah. The anxiety, you know, that I got over, but what, what, what'd you do at Red Robin? They want to know.
1: Oh yeah. I went in, they promised that I would become a server, uh, it, it, within within 30 days, they promised me I would be a server, that I was perfect to be one of their servers, promised me a server job, but I needed to start as a host for 30 days. I'm like, okay, no problem. Three months went by and I'm like, what the HE Double Hockey Sticks, I'm still a host, like, what are you doing? And they're like, okay, okay, well, well, we don't have room for servers right now. We don't have the hours. Here, we'll put you in the kitchen and you can be an expediter. So I did that and bus tables and then three more months of that. And I'm like, okay, like, yo, this is ridiculous. Like I need to become a server now or else I'm leaving. By the way, I just got my real estate license uh, in, and I'm leaving. If, uh, if, if, you don't promote me to be a server and the manager, uh, never forget Davis. Oh, Davis, man. If you're listening, I still love you, but that was, does I actually have to thank him for that. But, uh, yeah, he, he sat me down and said, Hey, real estate, man, look, you're not going to make it out there. You got it good here. You're on the schedule four times this week. You're going to make $900 this month. You're doing really well. Times are tough out there. You're not going to make it in real estate like you got it good here. Sorry, we can't promote you.
3: And I quit the next day. We need to get Davis on, man. We need to, we need to talk to Davis, <laughs> confronting right?
1: Confronting my old boss. Oh, yes. man, that'd be sick.
3: <laughs> yeah, I tried to do that. Kevin O'Leary, who ice cream manager, that made him lick uh, or pick up gum on the floor with ice cream, you know, with a spoon or whatever. Oh, I haven't he,
1: heard that story. Oh, oh yeah. My gosh.
3: He, he was working in the mall at some ice cream place, and the manager made him take a spoon to get gum off. And they tried to track her down for, like, a CNBC segment, but um, – you know, but whatever. So yeah, that's like a sort of. Some, have you talked to Davis since you become what you become, or no?
1: No, never, never. Uh, But that would be really interesting if CNBC tracked that person down. I'm yeah, picking yeah. the gum up off the floor. It kind of reminds me of Disney. That's like or the be- only place I see where they walk around and pick up gum off the floor.
3: <laughs> yeah. Or be- Ben Zingle track down Davis. We got our we got our guys. We'll go track him down. Let's do, it. Let's, do it. Let's do it. So your first real estate deal. So you uh, you got your real estate license. You and Lauren find a place and you had a little bit saved up. So how much was the place? Like how, what would that deal look like? Cause you didn't, well, I guess you had some W2 income, right? Cause you were working at those places. So you were able to get yeah, a, none of it March. qualified. Oh, none of it qualified. <laughs> so,
1: no, okay. uh, I had, uh, yeah, we, we were just too new, too young. Uh, we had good credit, but uh, we couldn't qualify income wise. So we did an FHA loan and we're like, we really want to buy this house. This is such a good deal. How are we going to do it? How are we going to swing it? And uh, we realized with an FHA loan at three, the house was listed for like $288,000, two cash offers on it. I'm like, I don't want to miss out on this. I'll just pay 305. And if somebody pays a dollar more than me, fine, they can have it. But I'll pay 305. I want the deal. I got the deal. And the way we qualified is we used the uh, Bank of America. It was Bank of America foreclosure. So we used Bank of America as our lender, which was a disaster. But hey, they got it done eventually. But anyway, we did 3.5% down FHA, and we uh, asked my-, my father to co-sign. So he put no money up. We gave him uh, 1% in the property for free. So I was 49%, he was 1%, and Lauren was 50%. And basically, you know we found the deal. we had the money for the deal. We were making the payments on the deal. All we needed to do was basically trick the lender to let us into the house, which is totally legal. Uh, FHA allows you to do a non-occupant co-borrower, so it's not like we were breaking any rules. And we just took advantage of, of the rules that exist, which still exist today. And we're like, cool, we can use his income and his low debts to basically make us qualify with no income. And now all of a sudden, you know, we're in this property. We, our credit score skyrockets, our wealth skyrockets. I mean, you know, we bought this $305,000 house in a $450,000 neighborhood. A year later, it was like a $550,000 house. Obviously timing was great. We closed it in 2012, bottom of the market, market shot up in 2013. So the timing worked out beautifully. But the big thing for us was, we just need to get in. Like we will do whatever we need to, to get into a deal and we'll make it happen. We'll, we'll find whatever loophole it takes. And so that's what we did. And, uh, yeah, that, that really started us on not only now having excellent credit, but the experience to where we could go do our second and third deal. Uh, but it also helped me sell more real estate because I was able to show people who were trying to do the same thing, how to do the same thing. Uh, so that, that really helped me also explode my income and then actually like grow into affording the house. So that, we technically couldn't afford.
3: <laughs> right. I mean, and that's what's amazing compared to the stock market versus real estate, your ten thousand dollars or whatever you can leverage by getting ninety percent loan to value or what have you, and then go make yeah. I mean my first house I had no money and I you I got a, a loan where they give you back cash for home improvements. And I was like yes, you got, that's I, what we I had mean, too. Yeah, I made forty thousand dollars on it and then that and this yep. was when it was quick in that old Redford area. But then later when mortgage requirements changed, then I had a whatever. And, but the question, so you did this house and then you did a lot more. Like, did you do multifamilies? Did you do mostly single families?
1: Uh, almost exclusively single family. I mean, look, you could have bought anything eight years ago and a double in value, but uh, in a multifamily, interestingly, when you're looking at the market, it's very, very competitive. You're looking at maybe, you know, four units, two units, three units, four units, you're usually up against 50% investors, 50% home buyers, so you have more savvy competition. Uh, you you don't get a good discount for old paint and carpet. You get a good discount if the rents are low, but it's harder to get a good deal on multifamily. You really have to be good at knowing the rents. If you could get something off market value, off market, great, do it. But uh, with single family, like 90% of your competition is is made up of clueless home buyers who are like, oh, that place stinks. I, I don't like that. And you could just go in and put new paint and carpet in, and and all of a sudden you're buying the worst house on the street, putting twenty, thirty thousand dollars into it, and all of a sudden you're par value with the other guys for you know hundred, hundred twenty thousand dollars more in equity.
3: Got it. And you're one thing about you, you're very open. You just you give you you're open to uh you know probably to your wife's dismay with all the stuff you give and numbers and all that, but, or people are like shocked. You probably give all this stuff. They may think you're bragging, but I don't think you are. I think you're just trying to show people how you, how you do your things. And we're going to talk about a couple of trades. We're going to actually talk about Tesla. Cause I know we both like it, but I'm like hedging a little bit. And I think there's a, we should talk about that cause I've owned Tesla since like as long as whatever. But, uh, the in real estate wise, how many like houses are you going to buy in, or approximately like, um, do you still own these houses? Um, it's yeah, a lot of a management yeah, stuff. I just like trying to get a day in the life of like what you've been up to. I know you're doing a lot more stock stuff now, but I' am just trying yeah. to figure out on the real estate side.
1: you know, I, ironically, the, the real estate is uh, is is half the portfolio. it uh, it's less day- to day entertaining because there's actually less to do in real estate once your properties are rented out. It's surprisingly simple. Uh, It still takes your brain power to pay attention to obviously your investments, but I've only ever sold one house, a a flip that I did. I regret selling that house. I wish I kept it. I wish I never sold any real estate because the selling fees are ridiculous. Wow. But yeah, we own everything, and I see it as a good hedge to my my stock portfolio. So if the stocks go down thirty percent, whatever, real estate's you know hopefully still okay. And even if that goes down fifty percent, I don't care. I'm not forced to sell it.
3: So and do you have like a management company that like deals with uh, tenants and things and my wife does that. Are all the houses near you guys?
1: All within thirty minutes. Yeah.
3: Got it. And you you just kept them all like, and it wasn't you weren't buying forty thousand dollar houses. You're buying a little bit more expensive houses, and then yeah, fixing yeah, them like up four to
1: seven hundred thousand. Yeah.
3: And and you rent them out, and you get long term. That's great. That's great. And yeah. then you and that's something you have. And then eventually your mortgage gets paid down. It's nice cash flow.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. I mean, to me, I just I think it's shocking that. You could put money into a property, basically lock in this 30-year interest rate. If inflation happens, you pay off your debt faster. Your your debt is worth less. Over time, rents trend up. Uh, even through market wait, cycles, wait. rents in, tend to wait, trend up. On.
3: If inflation happens, you pay off your debt faster. What do you mean by that?
1: Yeah, so a little convoluted the way, way I said that. So basically, the more inflation happens, the less valuable my debt is. Uh, and, and the way you could pay it off faster is because you generally get paid more when inflation happens. Yep. So, but the, the debt doesn't go up. You know, if interest rates yep. go up, inflation goes up, the debt is still the same. So, you know, you look at anybody who owns real estate from like 1990, and they still have their mortgage from 1990 or like 1980 like there's, I mean, maybe not 1980, those are paid off by now, but 1985 or whatever, those are like the cheapest dollars ever. You know, they say we've never paid off our world war II debt, but that even if we still have it, it's like half percent of our actual national debt right now, because just old debt becomes less valuable over time. So, you know, people get very caught up in, oh my gosh, but, but I looked at this statement and it says, this is how much interest I'm going to pay over the life of the loan can't think like that well first of all it's nominal what you're paying three four percent and uh looking at looking at in in today's dollars what the life of the loans interest payments are going to be is the total opposite of an understanding of the time value of money. It's a massive mistake. And, and a lot of people dissuade themselves from getting into real estate because they're fearful of paying a bank interest. Honestly, the bank doesn't even care about your interest. The bank is securitizing your loan. And some dude in Sweden is getting your interest anyway in the form of a mortgage-backed security. Bank doesn't yep. care if you pay it off early.
3: <laughs> no, no, you're right. And a lot, So are you still buying houses then?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, closed on a deal uh, that I moved my dad into right before that. I closed on a deal. I moved my mom into mom was in Park City. Dad was in Germany. So they're both within four minutes now, which is kind of cool. So the kids get to see uh, both sets of grandparents now.
3: And are there multiple bidders when you're bidding or is it like you just find it before it goes on market and you have realtors? Uh,
1: A little bit of both. Uh, Like it was the weirdest thing. The one my mom's in, I actually sent a text message to like five different agents And I just, I hadn't texted this one agent in over a year, but I just got this feeling like, oh yeah, what about this person? I should send them a message. I texted her and I'm like, hey, by the way, do you have any properties that you want to sell? I'm looking to buy something pre-market, something I could fix up a little bit. And, uh, you know, maybe we can, we can save some fees by not going on the market. And she literally texted me back in like ten minutes. She's like, "As a matter of fact, I do." <laughs> I, like ten minutes later, I was over at the property, or I might have been like two hours later. But anyway, same day, I was at the property, and I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it." Here's my offer, and and we were we had a deal.
3: And I take it this is a, this is off topic, but you don't buy buildings. I take it like office buildings or with restaurants. Oh no, no
1: no 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 no. no there's yeah. a, there's I'm a, out of my wheelhouse. Not trying to bag on it, but no yeah. commercial. Ugh. No there's SBA loans. Ah, wait, I did sell one more property, and that was. Uh, uh, that was a little commercial warehouse. I'm never gonna buy commercial real estate again. Uh. Uh-uh.
3: Yep. There's a there's a decent office building that's not on the market. That just like I got word on in Detroit that has two restaurants. That, like that's all built out that I can move Benzinga into. I don't know if I oh. want the headache. I don't know if I want it. Like I'm gonna go look at it. Well, you can have two yeah. restaurants. And you can make back a good portion of your buying with the rent of the restaurants. Obviously, Corona has to go away. But maybe it's a maybe it's a deal. That's all I was saying. Maybe, maybe you get a Corona deal.
1: I mean, now's yeah. the time to try to buy that stuff, right?
3: Yeah, like if you're we, going
1: to buy a commercial.
3: Well, because we rent, seems like
1: the time to do that.
3: <laughs> yeah, we rent right in downtown, right, like in the middle of downtown. So it's uh, you know, you probably yeah. So now we gotta move. We, so you're doing the real estate, and then the Corona happens. And I feel like you got way more into stocks. I mean, you may have been been into it for a while, but way more mm-hmm. into the stock market. And some of the oh. stocks that you know you talked about, I followed you in. I think one of them. Wait, what's one of the ones that you love? Um, Switch or wait, what is it? S. Wait, like
1: CCAV that... or GHVI?
3: Nope, 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 nope. Uh, I N-C, know that.
1: CEXBI.
3: No, there's another one. Is it? It's not it's... SPE. There's another one that you like that I bought.
1: Seven Property Group back
3: in the day. No, it's like driven. It's a car one, it's a car related one. Uh, Oh, Shift, SFT. Yeah, SFT. So I own SFT and we have this Benzinga Pro, And when I have it in my account, now I'm up 22% on it and I was down like 8% on it. When you get them up 22% and for so long, I had no idea why I owned SFT. And then I went to my Benzinga Pro account, went to my watch list, I go, I bought it because of Meet Kevin and I didn't remember that I bought it. So I no, I own it, it's up 22%. You love SFT, right? Yeah, yeah, I do.
1: No, SFT is is one of those where they've got uh, they've got a, a a team of executives that do not know how to answer the or, or, or project properly for Wall Street analysts. They're just such a young company, and uh, it's unfortunate, but Wall Street just isn't giving them any love at all. But when you look at their valuations and their fundamentals, they're so cheap compared to like a Carvana. Any and even like a novice fundamental analyst can compare Shift to Carvana and go, oh,
2: damn, <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, one thing I didn't ask you went from real estate to stocks. How did that hmm. happen? Like, how did like because you weren't like, I don't know, were you always yeah. just?
2: Uh,
3: I've that? always
1: been in stocks since I started with Apple when I was eighteen years old, and uh, it, it's just something that has always kind of been in the background more retirement accounts or just as uh, sort of fund on the side, or, you know, uh, uh, stock account on the side. Uh, it's never really been a high priority just because there were always so many real estate deals to buy the pandemic, when, when it shifted things indoors uh, and uh, the stock market crashed, but the real estate market didn't, which I was covering like uh, once a week, we'd cover the real estate market in March and April. And I get all these hate comments like, Kevin, I know you're saying the market's not falling, but that's because you're a real estate agent. Of course, the market's not falling in your world. And I'm like, okay, whatever. The data says the real estate market's not falling. This is videos are still there from back in March. And, and so I just kept buying real estate. I'm like, as soon as may rolled around, I told everyone in my, my real estate investor group, I'm like, Hey, look real estate. It's not falling. I'm going to go buy. And I, I bought like eight properties after that, that moment there between may and, and August. And uh, yeah, I'm really grateful. I did because the, the market just kept moving up and up and up. Recently I've, I've slowed properties. a little bit because eight prices properties. have moved
3: up, but yeah. You're moving Sorry. fast, man. You move fast. I mean, that's people are your work ethic. Like, I mean, that's a lot of like going to look at the properties, due diligence on them. Eight yeah. properties. I mean, that's not something to sneeze at, you know.
1: Yeah. yeah, thank you
3: for that. Yeah, and I'm just saying, like, that's people buy two properties and you scaled it. So I do have a question. Your in-laws like shocked at you, by the way, and you and Lauren, are they? Are- uh,
1: I don't know. Uh, they they're pretty close to us, so they've kind of seen all all the transition. I I think they um. They're, they could just probably are just happy for, for, uh, you know, any kind of, uh, success that we've, we've managed to have obviously always hoping for, for continued growth and more success, but yeah, uh, you know, I think, um, it's kind of weird just thinking like when they first met me, I just,
3: didn't even have a job. <laughs> you know. I, I know that's like, and you, and you know, like parents will say, Oh, I w- want my daughter or my son to meet a doctor or meet a lawyer or meet this. You didn't have a job. They, you know, Lauren met you for who you are. You didn't have the meet Kevin celebrity. Um, so this is like, it's, you, they met you in the real world. I, it's that I mean, now it's still the real world, but you get what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Tesla, cool. let's we move to Tesla yeah. for a second. Let's so, do it. So I, I, I know you've owned Tesla for a while. I own it because one of my friends got the first Tesla in Michigan and he's the, you know, the guy that just been talking about Tesla for years. Tesla is probably one of your bigger positions. Is that accurate?
1: The biggest, it's like 50% of the pie. Are you doing anything to hedge it right
3: now? If not, why not?
1: Yeah, No. Uh, and I just don't like shorting. So if I've got longs, I, I don't short, uh, no puts, don't care. If it goes down, I'd rather have that liquidity that I would use hedging to buy the dip, uh, and that's sort of my version of hedging. Is hey, if it falls, I'll just take the extra cash I have and, and I'll buy it lower.
3: So you're not selling any shares right now or doing any of that. Like no, you wouldn't not sell Tesla no. because, yeah. like, at eight out of the money call that you could sell is twenty five mm-hmm. bucks right now. You know, for the end of the it's it's, it's a high premium. Like you can t- take twenty five hundred bucks if you sell one call, which yeah. is not worth it you know, let's say you have 10,000 shares, you sell 10 calls, you can take $20,000. But if it hits $800 by, as you know, by March, then you're, you're out, you're out the shares, but you don't want to sell any shares.
1: No. Yeah. Because not only, not only am I going to sure I'll have the the 20 grand or whatever it is, but what's going to happen. Okay. So then I end up selling a a hundred shares of of Tesla and okay. So a hundred shares of Tesla that at say 800 bucks, that's $80,000 you know, my gains on that are going to be at least 40 grand. So I'm going to be spending 20 grand on taxes. So I'm literally going to lose the premium I got by paying taxes on a stock that I really have no intention of selling. The taxes would just destroy any of the potential profit for me.
3: And then you could, and, and for me, for example, if I did that, then I would have less margin that I could borrow on. You know what I mean? Like to your point, if you sold the stock, and I, I didn't really do margin before, but then I start like a lot, but then I started to, and the mark goes up. Margin's your friend as the mark goes up. Do you do margin ever?
1: Yeah. I, my goal is under 20%. Uh, you know, right now I'm probably about 25%. So I'm, I'm, breaking my rule a little bit, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, margin is, it it can be scary. Like in September, I think I was like 35% margin and the market was plummeting and I'm like, oh man, (laughs) you know? Uh, So uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you you definitely, uh, you definitely want to be careful because when the market's going down and you have margin outstanding, you almost like freeze up and you don't buy the dips because you're worried about a margin call. So it's, it's bad.
3: So do you, are you, is one of your things is you buy when they're dips or it just, it's a feel like how did, when do you determine how you're going to buy?
1: Yeah, usually it, it'd be dip days. Like today, I mean, N phase just keeps selling off. For example, I mean, N phase right now is down 10.5% today. I mean, today's just a nasty bloody sell-off of a day. I mean, Tesla 740. I mean, people, we were jumping up and down that Tesla was 785 last week. Like, oh my gosh, it's 785. We'll go buy the dip. And, and, you know, here it is at 740 and it's just like no sign of this, this self-stopping i worry that this could be like the start of a potential correction in the market because we've really had we're really on week 2 now of of this bizarro land happening in the market uh and who knows maybe it's just a return to normal maybe we are in bizarro land uh but uh you know you've got recovery up a bit today like the airlines and the cruise lines here but almost any tech cannabis uh you know energy plays all of them are down hard today and it's it's unfortunate <laughs> this is painful uh, but uh, hey you know what buy opportunities
3: <laughs> no i mean kevin the, the, the truth is every time that i've sold in these dips it's been the wrong move i mean it's been the wrong move you could have bought hubs or twilio at like 100 bucks in march it's at you know 480 uh hubs mm-hmm. and i i sold i had since I feel, I sold some in March. And that's when I started getting back and trading, and doing all these other, you know, buying a lot of like the, the, the you know, like the boating stuff, um, all the different, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Prologic, whatever, PL, whatever, the jet ski manufacturer. I was like, because I was mad. Oh, the, yeah,
2: yeah,
1: okay.
3: Yeah, and then the Yetis and stuff. That was when people are like staying home and they're not going on vacation. So you need to buy boating stuff. But I was mad that I sold the So every time I've sold, it's been wrong. So you look at it as a buying opportunity. Um, how do you determine if you're going to sell stock?
1: Yeah, I mean, so if things are really green, like two weeks ago, things were, I was like a week and a half ago, I think a uh, week and a half ago, things were pretty decently green uh, in the market. And uh, I was at about 26% margin and I thought, okay, you know, now's an okay time for me to maybe sell a little bit and just, just get my margin down. So I got it down to 20% but then something else popped up. And of course I, I spent that 6% again. Uh, so a, a little, little bit of a problem, but uh, yeah, I just keep buying stuff. But uh, yeah, that's usually the only time I would sell something is if I, I feel like I want to just protect myself a little bit more while things are green in, in the event that things start declining. It, that's, that's the only reason I will close out a position if I've just lost conviction in a stock. But yeah, usually my recommendation is don't sell because we could be really good at at getting buys, but really bad at timing exits. It's super super common, and uh, it, it, you know everybody does it. Not something to feel bad about. It's just, just move on. But oftentimes, what I found is when you're when you've got that feeling like, oh my god, this stock is worthless. Like, oh, this sucks. This was the worst investment ever. That's usually that feeling that it is actually telling you to buy. <laughs> you know, and, it, and it's so hard. But but yeah.
3: Looking Kevin, back,
1: it becomes very clear.
3: Kevin, I keep in my, my wallet or my phone, whatever, a screenshot. I sold Amazon shares. This is back 2001. Um, there was a $2.10 commission with Prudential. I sold Amazon shares at $10 a share, like 400 oh, shares, man, which yeah, uh, yeah. which I got, you know, 4,000, which would be worth 3.1 million. And that was like, you're right on this stuff. The timing of these things, like I never sold Google, but I sold some of these other ones. Actually, I never should have sold it. I still. Your point is, if you believe in the company... Like I believed in Twilio, I should never have sold. But if you believe in the company, you—you—it's you, so hard at time sales, so hard, right? Yeah,
1: it, it's better to just wait for your next paycheck and then add. You know, actually, I'll tell you one of the easiest ways to never get spooked into selling is when your favorite stock is plummeting. You buy a little bit, even if like even if you've got a million dollars in a portfolio on a certain stock and you see it plummeting and it's like oh my god i'm losing so much money even if you just bought 500 dollars of that stock you mentally switch your brain into damn i got a good deal on those 500 dollars <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah, uh, you know where, whereas cool. and it also like eradicates the feeling of wanting to sell <laughs>
3: that's no that that's that's good what are like um are there a couple like i know we talked about um the auto one but are there other a couple favorite stocks of yours right now yeah, probably
1: my top uh, right now is I, I love the Lucid merger. That's a big one I've been writing. Uh, I think one that's still underappreciated and it's got got room is GHVI. It's the Matterport spec. I think that's a thirty to forty dollar stock. Uh, so so that's an interesting one today de- to me. Longs I really like. You know my usual longs are things like Etsy, uh, uh, Enphase, the uh, energy company. What's yeah, a symbol? bi? What's, wait,
3: what's a symbol for Enphase?
1: ENPH. It's down like ten
3: percent today, man. Today's a dip okay. buy. <laughs> well, maybe I should. Maybe I should buy. So Enphase, you like ENPH? Yeah. Um yeah. One one sixty nine point six six. is like an Elon Musk type number. Um, there you go. This okay. And you like this one because why?
1: Yeah, so Enphase has probably the highest margin in the uh, energy business and they uh they supply microinverters for solar panels to a lot of uh private installers or smaller uh solar install companies. They also uh, supply battery power walls kind of like the Tesla powerwall. So anybody who's not buying Tesla has a pretty good chance of ending up with an Enphase product. So to me, Enphase is a nice competitor to Tesla. So it doesn't surprise me that Enphase and Tesla kind of like trend up and down together. So it's not like you could use one to hedge the other. But I, I like Enphase, big competitor. I want to be in the energy space, high margin, high quality, uh, great products, and uh, just, just very high conviction on the company. This stock could go down to 100 and I'd have the same opinion about it. <laughs> like it doesn't matter.
3: <laughs> Will you buy a cop- it. Will you buy call options on this kind of stock?
1: Yeah, I, I have calls. Uh, I'm not buying calls a, anymore at this point. I've got I'd like to keep my options at less than 10% of my portfolio. Right now, I would just buy the options. And and that's mostly I'm sorry, I would just buy the shares. And that's mostly because if I bought, even if I bought it like a long call, at some point I'm going to have to realize those gains. At some point, I'm gonna have to sell that contract, take my profits. Hopefully, uh, take profits and uh, and buy the shares. And so I'd probably rather just buy the shares now and and margin a little bit if I wanted to.
3: All right. So we got ENPH. You mentioned mm-hmm. CCIV. what were the other two? You mentioned your two other ones. You're
1: saying uh, GHVI is yep. the Matterport spec, the 3D scanning spec. That's well, that's you another love that favorite.
3: One. And I love yeah, how you go, you important. go, you go in such detail on these, these positions. It's like, you okay, know, before you'd have to read like an analyst report from Goldman Sachs, but like, you can just read the meet Kevin report. That's what we're going to put like the <laughs> meet sure. Kevin report. Uh, like yeah. you, know, but you you do heavy due diligence. I mean, do you spend like 10 hours on each of these things, uh, each of these stocks or more than that? Yeah, I guess? Like, well,
1: it, you know, when I did a square analysis back when I bought that one, it, it was probably seven hours. I mean, the the deep dives take a lot of time. Uh, usually people give me ticker symbols. Like I've got a list of tickers right here. I'll spend like 20 minutes of initial due diligence on a stock. And if I just don't jive with it, I just go on to the next one. And, and when I find something that I, I really like, yeah, then, then I go, you know, five, six, seven, eight hours into it. Yeah.
3: Got it. Do you ever just buy stocks? Cause there's someone that you trust that, you know, is behind it.
1: No, uh, I mean, I'll take I'll take an idea like, uh, yep. you know, if somebody's like, oh, I really like this. I'll, I'll totally go check it out. Yeah,
3: yeah. I never heard of like Big Commerce. I guess B I G C. It has earnings mm-hmm. tonight, and people are like telling me this is like the Shopify competitor for enterprise. So I bought oh, a wow. few shares because they're saying mm-hmm. like you know Nabisk. All these like enterprise companies have moved to it. It's a Shopify competitor for enterprise. B I G C. I didn't do heavy due diligence on it. But when I heard about it this weekend, I was out of town and so I bought some stock in it, hoping the earnings will be strong today. Um yeah. has this one ever come across your radar? B I G C? No,
1: never. Is this is this is a is it it's a Japanese one or Chinese one? Uh, I
3: don't think so. Big commerce is um oh, big commerce. Okay, because yeah, if I B- type
1: in big C, I get the grocery in general yeah, merchandise yeah, retailer yeah, of yeah. Thailand.
3: So so the the symbol is big C. It's ah, big okay. commerce. it's uh, in uh, te- Austin, Texas. Oh. And I didn't ah, do heavy yeah. due diligence on it at this point. It has earnings tonight. So I am buying it for a potential earnings pop, which I don't, not advise anyone to do, but I'm just, mm. I did, I, you know, looking for the Shopify type competitor is one of those, you know, trades there. Um, I like it and then, and the other, the same person gave me this other stock that, um, I don't know if you ever look at um the, yeah. what's that, that stakes, the, what's the one, STK. If you ever like STK uh, Steakhouse, the symbol is oh. not the symbol. The symbol is STKS. It's up 11% today. Oh, the wow. same person gave me this stock and that other stock. STKS mm-hmm. is um, the symbol. It's um, STK Oh, it's a steakhouse. recovery play. Yeah. It's a just recovery All the restaurants
1: play. are killing it today, man. I, and I'm just... I'm just not in the recovery place at all. But yeah, I mean, geez, 100, $161 million market cap. I mean, that can move just from us talking about it. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. the uh, the recovery place, man, I wish I had some today because today that's the only thing that's green. <laughs> Jeez, no, and it's so nice right
3: now for recoveries. <laughs> yeah. And so one of the, one of the questions that uh, they ask about you is like, how do you do your research? And I, and I know you've said it. You, you go around the web, you look at, you go to their investor sites, is there more stuff to add i mean a lot of the stuff you guys are asking in the chat I, I could ask kevin like they asked you know what's your real estate like he on his youtube channel guys there's so many great videos you can sit there and literally just get headphones on and listen for the next three days and seriously you'll be smarter than if you went to i went to the university of michigan you'll be smarter than if you went to the university of michigan for four years so some of these questions that's i'm cool. not asking because he already has them on site and i only, only have limited time actually we're already seven minutes over so that's oh. um <laughs> You know but kevin what i know i just asked a question in there i just asked but yeah what are other ways you do your research
1: <laughs> yeah honestly you guys pop up in the bloomberg terminal all the time uh like you guys are just all over that you got some kind of contract with them and it's awesome because you see the alerts really fast yeah uh, you- but yeah i mean everything
3: everything that's what i figured. how long Yeah, ever-
1: like it could be it could be bloomberg it could be uh, you guys it could be wall street journal it could be barons uh you know you got to be careful of like they're they're really sometimes you see these really like small websites that sound official but then they have like and i see this all the time no contact information no phone number no mailing address and they're putting out this like market information like they're a market news website it's like oh man those can be some really misleading artl- articles and i've seen some where i'm like ah so you got to be careful with where you get your sources from but yeah usually you you, you know you pay attention to the news and then you get inspiration something that piques your interest and then then go do your deep dive
3: yeah i mean it gets worse some of those sites that you're talking about will also have names on the about us cuz they need it for google and they'll be fake names they'll be fake oh, names wow. and and those some of those sites they're created with a click of a button i mean i've had guys reach out to me to uh, you know, to like take on and provide power the content on those sites, so they yeah. have normal, so they have normal news mixed in with their penny stock pumps, you know, and that's uh. what the, the game is. Some of these, some of these guys. I'm not saying all. I'm just saying mm. some of these guys. They, or the other way is they want more content. They want more sites to build their email list. So then they sell. Then they send them the penny stock pump, you know, and uh. um. And that's why I think like people, why we wanted you on so bad, because you're not just giving stock market advice, you're giving life advice and you're showing allocations and you, and it makes people identify with you. Um, yes. They would like to have your bank account and we like, you know, but it just shows how you're doing things and you're, and you're never BSing and you're always telling the truth and that just makes life easier. So I, I mean, love to have you on again, or you had, you had me, on, by the way, get, during the, the GameStop thing, I Don't know how you do it, Kevin, but we were the guys that like broke the thing with the Webull CEO, and somehow you found that. And like, I didn't see somebody sent it to me, well, well, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, and, and and that's amazing. It was the best. We are the ones who got it from Webull, then we get the training was awesome. was allowed. And that day, I didn't expect to be on and doing that. I just, our business, we're a lot, we license content to the brokerages like we are uh, we're like the associated press of the stock market. So if you're using like a brokerage, I mean brokers, we're providing news. We have like 1200, we have like a newsroom of 35 people, you know, really doing news and, and I can explain more later, but having guys like you on are awesome. And like I said, when you guys listen to a meet Kevin research research report on a stock, it's so incredibly detailed and he goes into everything. The only thing that can screw you up, I'll tell you this. So this is the one that could screw you up. So I, uh, sorry for talking too much at the end, but this is a, this is a compliment to you. Um, I bought Upwork stock a while ago because they changed their pricing policy where people couldn't go off the network. And like they made it much harder because if you get caught going off the network from a vendor perspective, you would lose your contract with Upwork. Like you could lose your your feedback and your rankings. And right. I'm like, And I'm like, no one is noticing this. And this happened like three months ago. I use Upwork as a buyer. And so what I did was, I went and got three analyst reports from like Wall Street banks. I wanted to see if they mentioned this because if they didn't mention it, then I know it wasn't accounted for in the stock price, or at least I thought so. Right. Now where if I would watch you, you go, you go really deep. You may account for that change. And then I'm like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't buy it. Maybe that's already in the market. But the truth is like, I got it, you know, the walls, you know what I mean? Like they don't, they don't, yeah. they're not like a lot of them don't go as deep as you. And I bought that stock Upwork so big before earnings because no one was talking about this thing. And then they killed earnings and then it went up 25% that day. I sold some, which I shouldn't have and it went up another 100% over the next three weeks. And to, <laughs> your, to your advice, I should not have sold any, but uh, that's uh, live and learn. But that's, that's a compliment to you because you go, you, go, you go so deep, not just like reading their numbers, you go deep as a user. And that's where your Etsy conviction, I wish we had talked more about that, but that's where it's so like powerful. When you read an analyst report, they're not necessarily a user of the product. And when you're a user of the product, it changes everything.
1: You have to be. I mean, yeah, I get so many tickers of things that I just know nothing about and I don't use. And I'm like, you know, I I feel like I'm shooting blind because you could read the analyst reports. You could read the earnings report, but you don't know what you should even be looking for. (laughs) You know, like when you use the product, you know what you should be looking for. (laughs) It's a lot easier. So that's, that's a great example.
3: Way back in 2000, I had online dating sites and mm-hmm. i made more money investing in the public stocks there was a, J-Day, date was public on a small OTC, but yahoo yahoo had free personals but then the quarter before they introduced 20 dollars a month and so i'm like i looked at analyst reports no one had that in there of course they beat earnings by 60 million at the time it was the it was the personals and like do you're oh. that's why that's why honestly when, when i asked you the question do you ever buy stocks when you hear from someone that you think smart i do because when you said that one company that um the auto one, I bought it, and it was down ten percent at first. I bought more shares. I go, Kevin did nice. his due diligence, and so I just took your, you, you for it. You're not going to get, and I'm not even if you got it wrong. Like, you you spent the time, and I trust your your brain more than I trust the average. Then I the more than I tr- more than I trust the the average people on Wall Street. Oh God, so, Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Well, Oh, yeah, you're sorry. Good. So thank you. Yeah. So that's why I did it. I, I, you know, and so I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for staying so long with us. I know you're the busiest guy in the world. So we t- truly, truly appreciate it. You guys, if you don't follow Kevin, go to YouTube, uh, meet Kevin. He'll, he's there everywhere. And uh, he's just a good guy. And uh, next time we're going to like get you just like giving a lesson. Cause, and then you guys have these courses. Kevin has great courses, how to build a YouTube and all this stuff. Check it out in the store. Well,
1: thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
3: Thanks for coming on and out of your day. We appreciate it. Hopefully you'll come on again and we'll get more of your intel- your knowledge and wisdom. Appreciate it, man.
1: Deal. <laughs> Thanks. We'll Thank
3: see you. It. Yep. Bye-bye. Okay. Now that was Kevin. Let's give Kevin some uh, likes, subscribe, shares, what have you. Follow Kevin. Do whatever you got to do. Because next we have on, we're not stopping. We're just going. And my the phone ringing was, damn Apple. I got to figure out how to work this Apple phone stuff. But next we have on uh, my good friend, Tom Nash, but before he comes on, I got to do something real quick, and here we go. All right, Tom Thomas, Tom Nash, how are you today?
5: How can I get a bumper like that? That was professional. Oh, I got. High-
3: I got. I can get you any bumper you want. Any bumper you want. I'll get you the bumper. You just keep giving me winning stocks and then I'll yeah, get yeah, you any, any bumper you want. We got like a 15 person video team here. So, um, whatever you, good. whatever, whatever you want, I just have to answer some of my emails or slacks to let them know, because that is my deficiency. If I can get someone else to go in my head and answer these slacks or go back and forth, then that would be great. It's hard <laughs> to find like a, a chief of staff or what have you, you know, to do that. Um, but yes. So how have you been my man?
5: I'm good. I actually had um, Kevin on uh, two days ago on my channel. We were doing a live stream together.
3: Oh, I should have um, said. I didn't know that.
5: No, but nobody knew it because the internet was so horrible that it essentially crashed multiple times and we had to call it off. <laughs>
3: oh, that's so funny. Yeah, he he is um, they said I was fanboying over Kevin so hard. Whatever. Uh, I don't they care. said the same
5: thing about me. When yeah, I had he- him on, for the like we had it was kind of working on and off, but we had a really good conversation people for some reason i mean they don't they don't enjoy i mean, people have a hard time when people give other people compliments i think just in general
3: yep yep i i agree i agree and um they want blood <laughs> they, they want blood and people don't want to seek to understand either they want to you know like someone goes i don't believe kevin's story the like guy's like i don't believe kevin's story <laughs> someone must have given him all this money so um <laughs> you know um so yeah, that's it. I mean, um, he's I mean, killing it.
5: Look at his numbers. I mean, uh, his YouTube is off the chart. I mean, nobody gave uh, him anything. Yeah, no one gave him
3: John, what are you going to say?
5: He's putting out a lot of quality content, and he's killing it. I mean, you can't deny it. And haters be haters. I mean, nothing new. I got yeah. haters as well.
3: Yeah, you got No, you don't have any haters. No way.
5: No, I actually had two come out at the same time and post some uh, nonsense about me, but both of them actually apologized and retracted.
3: <laughs> they did what, why'd they retract you re- uh, reached out
5: yeah i reached out and i had a conversation i mean uh, i mean usually um w- once it kind of comes with the territory right and kevin is a big deal everybody knows he's the household name so once you get big everybody has an opinion you know yep
3: um, and opinions are like assholes everyone has one
5: exactly more than one
3: <laughs> yeah yeah that, so you could say opinions are like eyes but i just felt like saying the other That's thing just true. not Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what's new in your world? How did you sell any of the B I N G O? B I N G O. I'm B-I-N-G-O. still in. What's his name? Oh.
5: I'm still in, and I'm really appreciative of uh, people think I gave them the BCRX tip, but I actually put it in my post that it came from you and from uh, the nice lady that was on the show.
3: Oh yeah. Um, so you're so they're giving you a lot of uh, credit for BCR. They give me
5: credit for something that's not mine, and I said Jason Resnick uh, with an A. Told me to buy that stock. Yeah, A. With an A. And um, I actually, well, the one thing I'll take credit for, when it was dipping hard, I doubled my position, and I let them know, hey, I just doubled my position. And um, that's kind of where I take the credit. And now it's going back up. They have some good news. I don't know if you noticed. um, A new trial is coming out. A lot of interesting stuff going on with BCRX. Got it.
3: So you like it. You like it.
5: Yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm in for the long haul. Same with BNGO, not selling, and same with Palantir. Palantir was massive, and uh, um, I don't know if you—you uh, you probably don't have time to watch all my videos. I mean, if, but yes. of course, no, I of watch course them you all.
3: do. Of course you watch them all. <laughs> watch, watch. I've never, I've never missed a video of yours.
5: Twice every video, just to make sure you got everything right. Yeah,
3: yeah. So, so I mean, what was I, you going to say? Where are you going to? So I made
5: a video right before earnings, and I said, "Hey, just to let you know." In three days, the, the lockup is going to expire because it's a direct listing. So you got a lot of people looking to sell because they were holding these non-liquid assets for 17 years. It's a lot of people that need cash, want to meet cash. It's okay. It's it's normal. Even though they have different perspectives, some of them are retiring, whatever. So there's going to be 80% of the stock getting unlocked three days after the earnings. So I said to everybody, this is going to be a buying opportunity. And it happened just as i said and others as well i'm not taking sole credit but you know what shocked me how fast that window closed as far as you know it went down to about 25 and then within 24 hours it started closing and i thought it's going to take weeks just goes to show you how crazy this market right now is it's insane yeah
3: but then in a bull market that you know mark goes up that happened but like in the market past few days we're seeing some sell-offs so i i have been trimming i have been trimming for sure on some of my riskier positions are you not trimming at all then
5: um i I don't have any per se risky positions um my portfolio is like is some it it looks like the person who owns it eats dinner at five and plays bingo (laughs) it does does nothing like bngo is probably my most exciting stock there there's not it's very very lame it's just blue chip stocks uh, so there's no sense in trimming now i mean
3: have you and you haven't sold any bngo is what i think. No, no i'm not selling yeah uh, i did you hear my trade that i put on today which i don't no. have any color to it um but did you hear my trade or no
5: no tell me
3: this guy who also gave me um office depot that went up a bunch and then he also gave me um the one that is Another one that's up. Uh wait, what's the one? Let me look at my gains today because I can show I can pull up my gains today. It is um oh come on, where is it? what's guy? Uh, hold on, hold on. Um can I see the well the forget the um, other one, but the one that I bought today has earnings tonight is B-I-G-C. B I G C. B is in boy, I is in Igloo, G is in Go, C is in Charlie. Um, I don't know, like it's an to strong earnings or not. This guy seems to think so, but he's not anyone that I would necessarily trust with a stock pick. The reason I bought it, it was like, it's positioned <laughs> as, a, as a Shopify competitor, mm-hmm. um, more for the enterprises. And so there are, um, the stock has risen and then dropped tremendously. It, they've gotten some definitely more contracts uh, with enterprises to run their like e-commerce type stores. So I'm playing as a little bit of earnings play, but it's not one that I'm highly confident in, but I just thought it was interesting. You know, the Shopify compared that's sold off a lot. Maybe that's because of poor execution.
5: You know what I'm looking at right now, Jason? I'm looking at the short float. 30%. Oh, it's very high.
3: Yeah, so that's what my friend who has it, he owns 500,000 of it. And Mm -hmm. um, oh, the other stocks, the chat just reminded me of it. You see the chat's so good. Abe reminded me, STKS. This is STK Steakhouse, and it's up today because uh, you know, the recovery stocks, but STKS is the other one that he gave me, and that and I bought it and it's up since I bought it 30%. So STKS is another one that I bought. Not today, but I've been buying. Um oh,
5: they had a major spike, I see that now. Yeah, so um Wow, 10% just in the last day.
3: Yep, yep, exactly. Um so that is uh yeah. this one well, seems
5: to be much more consensus than the previous one
3: yes yes as- so this big BIGC, if it sells off today in earnings i'll be out of it i'll be out of it like i'll just be done this was um this is just you know trade doing the earnings trade and who knows i'm i don't know so don't worry don't don't go chase that one um any new stocks for you
5: well, I did want to talk to you. I got a few minutes before uh, you have to kick me out. I did wow. want to talk to you about, uh, and I spoke about it with Aaron. I really want to make a bullish case for Palantir. Uh, even at this price, even at $30, I see this as a $40 stock, and I'll tell you why. Again, wow. it's just, uh, this is just my opinion. Uh, this isn't investment advice. Chillax. This is just a dude with his own due diligence. So here's how I see Palantir. If you just run a, a DCF on Palantir based on their own guidance of profits for 2025, the company isn't worth uh, nearly 40. It's probably half, less than half of $40 per share. However, here's where I kind of have a theory about it. And I'm not the only one. If you take a look at Cathy, she loaded up on a ton of Palantir. They, oh, they
3: are- I, get, I get it. You're on a first name basis now with Kathy. Very nice.
5: Nah, I just have a crush on her. Everybody knows that. <laughs> so it's just, I'm a fanboy. But are you gonna you are you
3: gonna watch my interview with her
5: on March? Of course, I, have, I, I watch everything you. that Kathy does. <laughs> Everybody knows that. My, it, would my be, fan...
3: it would have been better if you said I watch everything. Of course, I watch everything that Jason does. That would have been better that, you. So that's
5: okay. a that's a given. You asked about Kathy. That's an additional uh, information. But I I watch I watch the pre market show. Come on, I even watch the stuff you're not in. Okay, okay, okay. Keep the the dude on the pre-market show has a Michigan shirt. I have to watch it.
3: Oh yeah, Joel. Joel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: Um tell him I said hi. Anyways. Okay. So yep. um so um Arc uh, Ark Invest their flagship, the Innovation ETF loaded up um more than five million shares of Palantir during the last day. It's now over a half a percent of the entire of the entire fund. It's a massive fund. That's the one where they have Tesla, Twilio, all the flagship stocks they have. So she loaded up on a bunch of it. She literally had 20,000 shares in October. So that's in four months. Um, And here's what she loves it. And I love it. I'll tell you why. I think that even Palantir are being extremely conservative with their estimates as far as the next four years, because nobody really understands what is the total addressable market of this company. Because what is their market? Their market is predicting the future. You can't Google, well, predicting the future, total of the rest of the market, 2027. I mean, that stat isn't going to come up. I mean, this is a company that provides a a software solution that is entirely industry agnostic. You can put it in the grocery store, in a mining company, in a taxi. I mean, you can pretty much work this this product in any industry, in any level, and achieve improved efficiency, improved earnings, basically improved safety, not to mention the stuff they do with the government. So here's my theory about, what I think Peter, Peter Thiel did here, which I think was genius. Um, so I kind of see it. And again, I'm not saying that this is Tesla. I'm just saying it's a Tesla-like behavior. Um, and I agree with that assessment. I think Cathy feels the same way as well. So Peter Thiel um, actually wrote it in his book. Um, I'll send you the link. So in his book, he talks about uh, the next big thing he's going to do. And he's talking about how to monopolize a brand new market that does not exist how to create a brand new market and monopolize it. And if you think about Palantir, that's exactly that. It's a company that's pretty much monopolizing a market that has no competitors because nobody is in it yet. Maybe IBM in the future, but they're, they're partners with Palantir anyways at this point. So, But even then, they're so far ahead of everybody like Tesla. So it's going to be very hard to catch them. Now, here's what I think they did, which was genius. Because if you take a look at Palantir for the, next, for the last 17 years, you would say, this company makes no sense. I mean, they're losing money. They haven't had a profitable quarter in 17 years. They're losing a, a ton of money. They're only working with the government on, on defense uh, products. And what is the purpose of this company? And now it's it's still in embryonic stages, but they're moving out of the government uh, into the commercial sector. So what they did is they took 17 years of unlimited government resources to build IP, and now they get to use at least some sort of cores of that IP into the commercial market with, with with a product that took 17 years to develop. How can you compete with that? And if you look at the numbers that they're showing, as far as the stuff that they're doing with Airbus, the stuff that they're doing with the, the UK, HMO, I forgot their name, the NHS, uh, they work with mining companies. And their growth in the commercial sector, people are excited about, all they had a 40% growth or whatever. They're not even working, they, I think they're working with less than 5% of the major corporations in the world. They're strictly in the U.S. and they have a very limited amount of of clients. But even in that limited clientele, they're serving 16 different industries. So they haven't even started working the commercial side. So here's the thing. If you believe that this is a Tesla-like development curve, then it's worth $40. And if you don't see the vision, then it's not. It's very simple. There's not going to be a DCF you can run right now based on past behavior. That's going to give you 40 dollars per share you got to buy into the vision so to speak buy into the potential simple i buy into it i think arc invest does as well and i i definitely think it's going to hit 40 dollars. and even then i'm probably not going to sell it
3: got it okay no that's uh, tom nash on palantir i love it i love the confidence and i love how you do the dcf and discounted cash flow models um, this is actually
5: one example where the dcf is not applicable so here's a surprise it. for you well I you mean, still- yeah I r- still- I ran it by the way I ran the DCF on this company I'm not going to show it but I got like $12 per stock
3: Oh but
5: but that's just based on on per share sorry but that's just based on what are you if you take a linear kind of growth from where I
3: get I get it it's not based on what it can be and like just like Benzingo, we're going to grow 100 fold this year right Everybody so- knows that yeah, exactly. Same kind of, same kind of thing. Um, I did buy another stock, BTN. By the way, B is in boy, T is in Tom, N is in Nancy. My friend, who's very smart, gave it to me. I don't understand it all, but he he also gave me QRTEA, which is a QVC channel, and it's up 180% since he gave it to me. So um, BTN. I mean, I understand a bit, but an evaluation thing and the guy behind it. It's good leadership. Just put it on your watch list. Don't go buy it today. But uh, just put B isn't boy, T as in Tom, Nancy on your watch list, okay? So By the Jason, way,
5: for me, Jason, BTN means one thing. I know. It's the Big Ten Network. I
3: know. I, I, <laughs> it I, does, I knew you were. It right. doesn't mean
5: anything else. However, yeah. just to let you know, this company literally has no short interest. Nobody's shorting this company. It has 0.1% short interest.
3: I know. But, but my guy, Brian, gave it to me. And so far, he hasn't led me astray, except Del Taco it took three years to perform. But he also gave me T A S T at one eighty nine. It's at six thirty five. I mean, it gave me enough that I, um, were yeah. So that's what I mean. That's what one of the ones. But
5: it's really I, flying under the radar, BTN.
3: Ah, you know, let it fly under the radar. That's that's fine. That's what that's just what happens. My money it's has to whole, stay locked it's, it's up. It's an for old
5: year. company. It's an old company.
3: Yeah, they have. But they're doing some. I don't know how. What he said. I mean, I can send you. I can send you the whole financial model on it. I'll send you yeah, that. I have. I'd
5: love to I have it the.
3: Up. I have the financial model. I'll I'll send it to you. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like we're just like talking, and there's no one watching. It's it's really nice, even, <laughs> though, even though there's like two thousand people watching. Or well, that's usually what
5: the conversation would be like, anyways. It's it's there's no. I mean, yeah. I've seen you cry. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you, see, you see me cry. And one thing before we end, I I I'm gonna have to send you a check or something. Um, there may be what? someone, or maybe because because when I was on your show <laughs> and I talked about Benzinga and stuff, like well, there's maybe someone that we're hiring. That like a few people reached out, like a lot of people reached out from the show. Other than other than the other than the Brazilian people that wanted you to go help Brazil, I got I did get some people reaching out about wanting to join Benzinga and so you hire them, then I gotta send you like some thank you gifts, you know. Well, here's um, how you
5: can repay me: you can come on again, and uh, let's just uh, let's just have you on again.
3: Yeah, I I would. Well, no, I can repay you other. I'll find way other ways to repay. That's why I gave you some of those stock picks. That, um, so yeah. That's why I gave you some of those stock picks. Um, I know we have a, I know we have a CEO of a exciting company coming on, uh, Fire and Flower, um, Trevor Fencott, in a couple of minutes. We have Javier interviewed him. It's one of our cannabis uh, um, companies that we work with, and you know, it's a sweet company. But uh, yeah, I just thank you. This guy who reached out, he's he was a Benzinga Pro user for year, like two a year, and then he saw my interview, and he was like, and he's, he seems so far he seems good. Yeah. So was it, if,
5: was it the guy who donated and then and, and then said, "I'll I'll text you my CV." Oh, I don't that guy
3: It may have been. I don't remember. But yeah, yeah if you're ever on your show and your people are looking for jobs in the space, tell them to reach out to me. You know, like I like to hire people that are passionate and driven versus just people that want to do stuff because like, you know we're all going to get burnt out some days. So when you yeah. have other people that are passionate and driven, it makes your life a lot easier.
5: You know. Uh, by the way, here's the thing um you are crazy you put out your phone number your personal phone number on my stream thousands of people have never i've never seen anybody don't do anything remotely close to as insane as you did (laughs) yeah
3: i just think people should be easier to connect with and yeah i know that was i did get some long messages uh you know but uh you're (laughs) guys tom nash is the man he's on youtube um, he he's the man. And like I said, I think personalities can really shine through on YouTube and be your own broadcast network. Um, we hope to do stuff with Tom Nash, but he's great. If you don't, you know, I've discovered him when he had like 12,000 or 13,000 followers, when he was just really deep on a company. And I love fundamental people that go deep on companies. I love it. If you're a technical trader, I probably went to even stay there for two more minutes, but because you went deep on companies, I loved it. And you put your opinion out there. It's like so And sweet.
5: I'm a Benzinga Pro user right now. Aaron oh, you are? Up, yeah, you opened up a Benzinga Pro. From so so now.
3: email VIP accounts at Benzinga.com and they'll give you a red carpet walkthrough of a, just a couple features that can be useful to you. I know it's can be a little confusing first time using and it's, it'll get easier as we go. But um, email VIP accounts at Benzinga.com or I'll have them email you. But okay. I want to make sure you get it's the very red, impressive. red it's carpet very impressive. service. There's a face- lot of stuff in there.
5: But it's really responsive. It, I, I... I with everything that's going on, I expect it to be a little bit laggy, but it's completely responsive and it's super Tr- fast.
3: Trust me, a year ago it was laggy, but there's there's totally you know signals. There's everything in there. Insider. There's so much stuff in there. Mm. Um and uh. So all right, Tom, come on again. It's it, it should not be so long. And um you know oh Siggy me says he's been following you before you had ten thousand followers. Okay, you beat nice. me. Fine, you beat me. Um all my right. My
5: mom, I, my mom beat both of you. She was my second subscriber. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. Ha ha
3: ha 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 she's probably so, watching
5: this She's are watching everything i do so hi mom yeah
3: yeah well the, tom has benzinga pro but no youtube premium yes he has
5: premium youtube no i have premium i did pre- after my last stream where i was showing a clip and then we got a bunch of commercials they said you achieve the bastard get YouTube premium and then i did youtube premium the next day so Wait, now I actually why'd you haven't.
3: get youtube Premium the next day what'd you say
5: because i was showing clips on stream and it was showing commercials and people oh. were like dude you can't afford you premiums oh they're
3: making funny. okay got it yeah got yeah, it. yeah. Got it. okay i got all it right. now i right. got it i got it all right guys well thank you tom thanks for coming on um and passing it off to my yeah so tom stay in touch and you know where to find me okay all right love you thanks for Thank the you palantir. so much guys tom talk about palantir it's one of the stocks you also gave me bngo it's up a lot and i'm over time it's 205 javier said hard stop so Javier Hesse, Managing Director of Cannabis here at Benzinga, has an exciting guest to bring on, but I'm going to transfer and bring Javier on re- now. Javier, are you there? What's up? Your audio works. That's a good start. What's sure. up, man? What's up? What's up? How are you doing?
5: I'm doing great.
4: I'm doing great. Excited about this this show today. Uh, actually enjoying your, your conversation with Tom a lot. Um, and I also guy. find it very interesting that you always
2: share your phone publicly. I, I always go like, this guy is nuts. I don't,
3: <laughs> I, I don't always share it. OK, I like I didn't do it that time. But yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I,
2: I can test, you. you know, whenever we hire someone, you go like, just call me on the weekend.
3: Like, yeah, we really the, want,
5: like, every the weekends. To
3: to the weekends are nights. I hate doing interviews for jobs during the weekday. I hate it. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Weekends or nights. All right. All right. I'm gonna stop. We got a way better guest than me to uh, talk. So you do you know how to bring him on, Javier? Yep. All right. All right. Maybe Go at it, first. baby.